Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel that's uh, made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse, let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish looking guy. But his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. 
Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here, Never Not Funny, with our guest Paul Reiser right around the corner. But first, got to talk about Mack Weldon. I am wearing right now a Mack Weldon pair of pants that I absolutely love. They are comfortable. Uh, in fact, on the last episode I wore, I uh, talked about my Mack Weldon sweatpants. Uh, I like I like the Mack Weldon products. Uh, it's a premium men's essential brand that you should be shopping. Uh, they got underwear, they got socks, they got shirts. They look good. They perform well. Uh, Matt Belknap, my co-host, also wears his Mack Weldon pants. Uh, in fact, right now, and he just pointed to them. And that infuriates me that we're wearing the same pants. Different colors, same pant. Look. You buy their underpants. If you don't like the first pair, you keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. So you'd be foolish not to even give them a try. Uh, they got the boxer brief. They got the boxer. They got anything you're looking for over there. Mac Weldon's your guy. Uh, now, to get 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code PARDO. That is M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. And then enter the promo code PARDO, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That is MacWeldon.com. For 20% off, use promo code PARDO for 100% in your face comedy, here comes Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. Let's hear it for the burrito. Come on, that's not fair, man. Oh, did father look the fool? Retention, retention. Are you smoking those hillbilly cigarettes again? Ask your doctor if ball kick Drex is right for you. Oh, I don't like that. Go put your floppy hat on and enjoy your day. Mad at On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, indeed. Yes, welcome into the program, episode 2511, the 11th episode of the 25th season of the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. We welcome you in as we do each and every week. Now, listen, you don't... When we record, this is none of your business. That's uh, right. But uh, stay out of it. We are doing something we've ne- we've never done. We are do we we joke that we are re- more and more becoming morning radio. And <laughs> here we are, the earliest we've ever recorded this thing. Nine a.m. start time. Yeah. Nine a.m. start time to accommodate our guests' uh, uh, schedule because we're good people. Also, I'm going on the road soon, and uh, so we need to uh, take care of some uh, some internal business. So uh, actually, I think it uh, helps out uh, helps us as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that a good way of spinning this? Is it, I'd rather be here. I, you know what? I'll tell you this. I'd rather be here at 9 a.m. than be here until 5 p.m. I'd rather be here early sure. yeah, than deal with the traffic going home because the traffic coming here, once I got away from my house, was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's going south to everyone's go to work. Everyone's going south to go to work. That's yeah. exactly right, Garen. Yeah. Garen knows that from his uh, you know, shitbox and uh, Van Nuys that he lives in. <laughs> Right? He knows that. He sees, he the, sees people getting on their yep. scooters and stuff to head <laughs> south. Right? Not like the sparrow. It's, right? it's just a typical migration pattern. I was thinking the swallow. Swallow is what I meant to say. Huh. Well, maybe the sparrow. When the, when I mean, the sparrows go from one tree to another. What's the swallow song? What is that? Well, the swallows come back from Capistrano. That's it. Yeah. When the swallows come back. Do you know the, the tune? When the swallows come back from Capistrano. No. That's close, but it's not it. It's something like that. It's a window into Elliot's 9 a.m. singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, you know what? In the future, when we do this this early, let's a little warm up in the car on the if drive If you're here. driving here anyway, you've got 45 minutes to kill. Just do a little uh, mwah, mwah, yeah. mwah. Or is uh, Robin... <laughs> Robin 
Thick last night. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. On, uh, I have not watched it. Not last night. Last week on Mass Singer. When the you are just incorrigible. So I wasn't close at all, really. <laughs> no, nor was I. No, again, Garen, I appreciate that you found that and you played it, but could you not interrupt people I, mid-sentence? I couldn't. It just happened that way. You, it could, it, you used to find things and then wait, and then when there was a moment, yeah, now you're just pressing pause. buttons, dude. You can't. What's happening with you? He's what is happening? Do we need to up early. the meds? Do we need to add meds? What do we have <laughs> to do? It's early. No, don't early. The, early is not it's about... It's always early. This happened last week, too. This happened last week, too. It's always early. This happened even off... The, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. Even it happened off the air. Somebody was talking to me, and uh, sitting in that very chair where the guest comes in, and the person's talking, and Garen just turns his computer to me and goes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's mid-sentence. <laughs> Garen. Yeah. Just trying to make sure you're 100% informed. I, I'm informed, I, but I can be informed as well three seconds later. Uh, like I said last week, uh, if if you're going to act like Alexa, we'll just get Alexa to do your job. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a human if you can't pick your spots. You know, that's not a bad idea. Guys, I can only apologize. <laughs> well, we'll accept, although Alexa would literally, would it would be like an 80s movie. Would you just see it sizzling <laughs> and then smoking and then just somehow it would melt. I don't know how that would ever happen because... Yeah. We say so much, you wouldn't know. Is that a question? Is that a question? Yeah. Okay. Is that something I should uh, look? Well, ding, 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 ding. But you'd have to, you'd have to say Alexa and then ask the question. But it, it would be not con- really. It, it, it sometimes thinks you say that, yeah. and then it starts. Oh, well, yeah. it's search. If you say something that sounds like Alexa, yeah, which we say a lot because we say sex a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we say Lexi. Yeah. We say yeah. that a lot. Lexus. We sure. say Lexus. Mm-hmm. Hey, which car are you never gonna buy? Alexis. Alexis, yeah, I don't think uh, I Lexus. <laughs> you know, that was my dream car growing up. When we go to the yeah, uh, auto shows, the, really? the Lexus was because I was there. I didn't understand concept car as a kid. Mm-hmm. So when when I got a free, actually, a, a, like a pen that said Lexus on it, and they showed the concept car, like. I was like, well, that car is going to be for sale one day. Yeah. And I'm going to get a Lexus. And then when it came out, I was like, well, I don't remember it looking like that. But did you know it was just a Toyota with fancy stuff? Of course not. <laughs> no, I, I think it was, uh, I think I understood it was uh, part of Toyota, but, mm-hmm. it, but it was Toyota's elite brand. Sure. Which, and that wasn't sure. really a thing even then. I know. I, yeah. I remember because that, that Lexus and Infinity came out at the same time, which was odd. Infinity's being Nissan's version right. of that. And, uh, and I, I was at an age where I was like, what do they think they're doing? Like, this is ridiculous. They can't. They're, these are crappy, not crappy cars, but not nice cars. And the other thing that was weird about it was that the first Lexus looked exactly like a Mercedes. They basically mm-hmm. ripped off the design of the Mercedes. And then the first Infinity looked exactly like a Jaguar. So they just ripped off Jaguar. And I was like, what, what are you guys doing? You can't just well, knock off. That. Yeah, and then but it worked. But I will disagree with you. They were very nice cars. They were, but my interpretation of it was like, Get out of here! I like see. you're not you're not a real luxury brand. You're just trying ah, to be. But mm-hmm. it turns out they were. They were great, I and they were more reliable than those German cars and English cars. So. Yeah, the Germans got problems. Mm. Uh, I, I, before we get away from uh, Alexa, I want. And by the way, Alexa, look up Never Not Funny. Before we get away from that, <laughs> they're already listening. What, what's that going to do? <laughs> just annoy them. Um, I think we should do what? What is it? Uh, what was the thing where the, where they were they were digging and there was a com- the competition between the steam powered thing and the man? What's that? What's that legendary story? Mike Mulligan and his steam shovel. 
No, it was. It's That's more a children's book. It's like a, like a, like the American West thing. Oh, you're talking about the guy who's like doing the railroad tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By himself. Uh, yeah. John what is, Henry. John Henry. John Henry. Yeah. And then, but then he was competing against like a, a machine. A train, yeah. Right. So uh, we should do that, but with Garen, <laughs> and see, and, and well, Alexa's gonna win every time. You you win, and you're not part of it. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Garen, look this up. Uh, then I look over and, and you're doing a Bernie Sanders wave with your hand to let me know you want to say something. And um, well, who, by the way, and you know, you know, I'm not a fan. I, I thought he performed very well at the debate last week. I, uh, I enjoyed a Bernie mm. Sanders at the debate last week. And that is uh, that's high praise coming from me. Mm-hmm. So he's welcome. Okay. Yeah, I Somebody guess. let Bernie know. He's, he's got a big, big week for him. He got AOC's endorsement, and Jimmy said he's okay. <laughs> See, so, it, so it's coming together. He's allowed to continue existing, according to Jimmy Varda. <laughs> so it's, it's all working out for him. Uh, so you know, I'm getting my Bernie Bros uh, tattoo next Great. week. So it's all, mm-hmm. it's all heading perfect in that timing direction. with him getting buried by Elizabeth Warren. Uh, is well, oh, pardon me. Is he? I thought he was still third. I think I thought he was still. Yeah, but she's yeah. she's pulling away. I think. Uh, you know what? As much as I like her, I, I, by the way, by I the time this episode comes out, she'll be out of the race somehow. That's right. That's, uh, <laughs> we'll give her the curse. It I, does seem like like the media is definitely like focusing on everybody going after her and not as much on her responses. Like, yeah. I guess she didn't she didn't come out and say, yes, I'm going to raise taxes like Bernie did. But the reason she couldn't do that is because then her opponent has a videotape yes. for a commercial of her yeah. saying, I will raise your taxes. Right. Right. It was brilliant for her not to say that. Right. Now, that said, it looked like she was evading. Right. But which makes her less it makes it makes her less the way we like her. It's better to evade when one percent of the population is paying attention than to get caught on tape when 90 percent of the population is paying attention. It will. uh, Again, if there was tape of her, then, then, you know, this nut bar can show it uh, in commercials and such and say, you know, there's proof of you saying you're going to raise taxes. But see, the thing is, is that nobody understands that. Yeah, your taxes are going to go up. But everything else is going to be gone, right? Yeah. You're not paying for that healthcare. Yeah. Garrett, it's the same argument of people saying, "I don't want to lose my insurance." Why don't you? Why don't you want to lose it? You're, yeah. you're about to get ins- you're about to get insurance. Somebody's going to knock at your door. Right. Not really, but go. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? That insurance you were on, you're not on that anymore. Here's your new one. Yeah. Or, or hey, you know that bike you were riding that you were paying X here's amount a- of money? You don't have to do that anymore. Here's a motorcycle. Here's yeah. this. Yeah. Enjoy your new ride. Yeah. That's what it's gonna. Uh, and, and, and who's by, fighting this? And by the way, I think well, this is people fear. who don't trust the government, which is fair. Well, we got them right here in the room. <laughs> um, but I mean, the thing of it is that I think people who think they have good insurance, there are probably a very small. There's a very small slice of America that actually does have good insurance. Hey, but to that end, I've got amazing insurance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sa- sa- sag, sag after it. Sag is motion, phenomenal. Motion picture health and welfare is also very good. Yes. Um, that said, it's still insurance, and there are still situations where you might find out that the insurance company goes, yeah, we did the numbers, and we don't cover that. Or if you look at your fine print, you don't get that. And Medicare for All would not have that. Right. And that's what I think people don't understand, and they're afraid that they're going to have to wait in this long line. They're visualizing Soviet Russia and whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, in Russia, insurance comes to you. <laughs> <laughs> and knocks on your door and gives you a bicycle, well, apparently. Door, gives a bicycle, apparently. You know, and, uh, well, unicycles, because they can't afford both tires. Yeah. Both so. tires? <laughs> Why does it, twice as many people get them. I mean, well, that's true. it's the greater good. You ever ridden in a unicycle? You ever, uh, you ever uh, no. try that for that one I, second? I think I've tried. Yeah, I think mm. I've tried it and gone, nope. Nope. <laughs> this is going to go up my crotch. Hey, speaking of one, my family, uh, and by that, uh, there's a, a three-member household. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two that are not me, and, and I, I've been watching a little bit of it here and there 
they are going back and revisiting the Amazing Race, Oliver and Danielle. Oh wow! And wait, from the beginning? No, just they're just, just finding whatever, certain seasons, whatever and season, starting. Yeah. And the one this time was uh, they were in Hong Kong, and it was a water show, and they had to. Uh, the challenge was they it was they they had to be they were part of the water show, mm-hmm. and then they were raised on these platforms thirty feet. And then had wow. to jump thirty feet into the water, what? And find uh, you know a golden uh, goldfish. Damn. And once they found that, then they can move on to the next challenge. But it was like, I I, I could see going, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to jump. You have to do yeah. it to win the, to right. move on. But you're thirty feet up, going, nope. I I could easily go, not no. I did it at the fucking water slide. Yeah, I forgot. I'm out. Yeah, that's that is a. I I've jumped off a twenty foot cliff i think uh and it was terrifying i think it was i i, I don't know the exact measurement but it three feet let's say it was about 20 feet right <laughs> uh or three <laughs> let's be real but it was into a quarry that had like you know a, a deep abandoned quarry that had supposedly according to urban legend a bunch of like rusted out metal see that's what scares the me about the quarries you're like that freaks you out yes of course but just the idea of you know what it feels like when you belly flop off a regular diving board and how much that hurts imagine that times 20 i i i i, 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 I feel like to. what is it it rips does it just rip your skin apart i mean i don't even know oh my god i mean i, I if you jumped and these girls, uh, they, they all did it the right way. You know, they jumped and just were a straight yeah, line, feet, yeah. which is what I would do. Like, I would just jump and yeah, go, here but we go. I forgot that about that show because I haven't watched it in a long time. That There are things where you go, oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, and I then that's, the race is over for yeah. me because <laughs> I cannot do that. That yeah. one I could probably, I guess I would would find a way to do it. But yeah, there's certain things. There was one where they had to, and this was, I want to say last, no, I think it was this season, uh, whatever one they're watching. And probably this could be season seven, could be the re- most recent, right. I don't know. Where they had to uh, uh, spear uh, uh, goat ribs and hang them the right way so they could cook and steam or whatever, oh, or wow. smoke. Yeah. You'd be yeah. out. And if they didn't do it the right way, then they couldn't move on. Yeah. And I was just thinking about, like, if that were me and Danielle, or Danielle and I, uh, no, it would be me. If it were me and Danielle, Danielle yeah. and me, uh, <laughs> that, uh, I mean, I, I, one of us would have to suck it up and it's not going to be her. Yeah. Like she, yeah. there's no, she's not going to be touching meat. Right. And so it would have to be me and that's going to, that's going to slow us down because I'm going to be vomiting every 32 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But that's great TV. That is great TV. <laughs> that's that's great all TV. I was thinking too, <laughs> to see you two trying to do that, to work that out would be really I'm vegan. I ain't doing it. Yeah. There is, and maybe this will give away the season. And by that, I mean, help figure out what season is. Maybe watch it. It's, this one is, there's two, there was a team from TMZ and then there's also another team of paparazzi. And I did not see that season. Uh, the TMZ team got eliminated early, but the paparazzi couple are uh, anno- as annoying as paparazzi should be. Like uh-huh. you, you hate them the way that you should, right. for, mm-hmm. considering what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. You pieces of shit. <laughs> Is that was it, Kelly and Siobhan? Siobhan Sullivan? I I'm because that says they are a team of TMZ coworkers on the Amazing Race 27. I I, I don't know. It, Blonde it, and brunette. No, it, it's a dude. Oh, it's a dude, a, like a balding dude, maybe Chris or Christian or. Are you talking about the paparazzi team or the TMZ? The TMZ, I've never, I didn't even see them. Okay. Oh, uh, so I, I just know. But if they were on the same season, then you know that that's the season. That's what's is season 27, the one they're on. Logan and Chris. That's it. That's exactly that's it. Season 27. And don't, don't tell me how they finished, by the way, because again, I, as much as I'm not invested in it, I, I pop in and, yeah. you know, if. Uh, I'm oh, just hey, curious if that's the, the current season. 
that's a good question. Alexa, is this the current season? <laughs> it is not. It was from 2015. Thank you. Was that true? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Asshole. <laughs> Deserved. Deserved. Oh, 100% It fair. was perfect. Yep. Yeah. It was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, here's the other downside about uh, getting here this early on a Thursday. Uh, street cleaning on a Thursday between, oh, goodness, uh, yes. between 8 and 10. Yeah, Where's our guest going to park? I don't know. I'm sure he's parked before and knows how to get here. He'll just, he'll just land his chopper on the roof and <laughs> scale down. Right. The mad about you chopper <laughs> yeah. comes down. The the Red Oaks chopper, the Stranger Things chopper. Mm-hmm. What else? He's also in, he was just in something else. The, the uh, Romanoffs. Was he on that? Yeah, I, I never watched I that. I believe he was on that as well. You know what I saw the other day? Um, uh, I needed to just uh, not, nope, not a doc. I saw the movie <laughs> Hustlers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Did you see that, Garen? I did see it. And uh, just curious, Garen, on a scale of uh, one to two, what did you think it was? <laughs> I enjoyed it. What? It was fun. What? It's huh. not good. That's so weird, because all, all I've heard is that uh, Jennifer Lopez is going to get an Oscar nomination. No. I mean, no. She looks incredible. Yeah. But yes. just because she's dancing on a pole, and that's something that we've never seen her do before, I don't think does not mean that she needs an Oscar. You don't know what I've done. <laughs> the, it's true. The, <laughs> the, her, I, in, in my opinion, and, and I am not a critic, I am just a guy that goes to the motion picture house and uh, tells you if I enjoy something. It feels, and Gary, maybe you could uh, agree, it, it feels to, because I saw the same thing, the same buzz you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, uh, I, you went to the Groundlings and, and they told uh, somebody, hey, you guys are now uh, playing uh, mob women. Mm-hmm. And she's that, right, Garrett? Like she's, ah, you doing? I touch, and it's just, oh boy. it's, it's, it's like her doing a bad Tony Soprano. Like it's, it, <laughs> it's a shame because she's actually a pretty good actress. She's a, I she's think a she's a terrific actor, yeah. actress. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm still mad that she veered away from a very good career in movies to make shitty pop music. That I guess some people like, but <laughs> I've never liked her music and I thought it was a waste of time. It was like, why are you doing something that you're going to be the 378th best at when you are a top 10 movie star? And, and, and very good at it. Yeah. That's what she movement outside wanted to do, right? Originally? Because she was a fly girl. Yeah, Damn, that's I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you can't deny someone their dream. Like, that's if that's Listen, she's she just Jenny from the block, and uh, you, you can't expect her to make all the right choices. <laughs> I did, did kind of like that song, actually. It was a good song. Uh, Constance Wu, I mean, everybody's fine, but it's... Uh, yeah, that's, it's fine. It's definitely not what people were trying to make it. I can't believe it's getting 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I, I, to, I, here's the truth. I was killing time to pick up Oliver from school. And it was like uh, between doctor appointment and then picking up Oliver. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I, li- I literally have uh, 112 minutes mm-hmm. to kill. <laughs> this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and it, it was near Oliver's school. So I, I went, I was like, I, I would, I should leave. I want to leave. I, I will, wa- I would walk out of this. Wow. If it was any other time. It was, I thought I'd, you're being you're you're being very kind to me. I might maybe I am. I, I don't I, I don't. This is I, not to say you do have an issue with this, but I don't mind seeing a, a movie with uh, like strong female characters that are that are I, doing I, what see, they I, want. I, did, I didn't think they were that strong. Is my point. I thought that, I, I, I thought don't they think were, you're wrong. I thought they were caricatures. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. They are. They are. There's no real 
character development. Right. Like we never, it's like, okay, well, you all are kind of cool, and that's about it, and you're strippers and whatever. And is it's it, like, is it also kind of pandering to, like, hey, girl power, look at it? I, a is little. That, yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe the marketing that's part is. of the reason <laughs> that, that they're trying to just over inflate it because, like, oh, we need a movie like this that's mm-hmm. sex worker positive and it's blah, 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 which is all fine. But, but it, you'd want it to be good. Like, yeah. that, but that, also sex worker positive, they're drugging dudes and stealing money. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it's positive. That's all positive. It's all, <laughs> yeah, it's positive those, taking my money. Those guys deserved it. I, you know what? They are Wall Street assholes. That, you know what? Suck it. Oh, I, didn't, I don't know. They didn't know what the premise yeah, and it's was. A but, true, it is a true story. Right. Yeah, that I knew. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, as as a oh, person, Constance Wu, Constance Wu has stolen money from people. <laughs> oh wow, it's a so, true story. Yeah, so that's interesting. So it's, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so I guess. So so as a person who hasn't seen it and only seen the the trailers and kind of didn't really pay attention, I kind of put this in the same bin as like Ocean's Eleven. Like it looked mm-hmm. like that kind that's of a what movie I thought to me. Too, yeah. Nowhere near as fun. Oh, okay. right, Garen. Yeah, and it's not. This is gonna sound bad too. It's not sexy enough for what it wants you to think it is and it's not dramatic enough mm-hmm. for what else it wants it's too middle Falls of the road between. it's too yeah. safe even yeah huh. you know what it's I mean? safe with just language yeah like, like it's mm. you know a lot of f's yeah so they thought throwing the f word in there was going to make it edgy yeah and uh and you know there's very little nudity uh, you know considering that it's backstage at a strip club you know that's odd yeah uh, you know, so that that was uncomfortable with me you know, having my pants down. Yeah, and then, like what did I even? Got to get right here. Why we did go. I, why here did I even go. wear right. these sweatpants today? Right. I mean, I, I'm dressed for the occasion, and then uh, you don't give me anything. This is a heist movie. That's not what I came to see. There's also a way too long scene of Jennifer Lopez teaching Constance Wu how to work the pole. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Didn't that scene seem to go on forever? Yeah, and then they kept doing their little duos together. I'm like, oh. this is just flat out uncomfortable. Yes, like, it's not even yes erotic. Right. It's just. You don't. It neither like, of you are, are apparently good enough actresses to make this seem like either of you are enjoying that's it. That's it. But maybe that's part of it. Yeah, constant. I mean, yeah, maybe that's the point or the message is like uh, women, for you know various circumstances in their life, lead them to do a job that maybe they're not. But isn't is, that's not the that's not what they're trying to say with those characters. And I was like, here are women who should never be strippers, but they forced to do it because they need well, money. Well, Constance was forced to do. It. Oh, okay, I mean, nobody forced her to. Right, her circumstances have. Yeah, well, her agent forced uh, her. Uh, to do it. <laughs> well, yes, again, it's a true story. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Gary. There was no moment where I went, oh, there's the uh, there's the two characters doing this scene it, it seemed very much like oh there's the two actresses doing this yeah, scene yeah. and they maybe now don't like each other very much oh do you think there's something mm. uh, I don't, behind the scenes I'm just saying that the chemistry that you would expect there to be between this mother figure and yes, daughter figure yes isn't there agreed that's not good when it should because based on what happens in the movie you understand why that might be but at this point they should not have any animosity mm-hmm. you know, there should be plenty of right you know wing <laughs> Fucking. Sure. <laughs> That's the phrase. <laughs> well, it's, 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 and it's also confusing because the one young lady's just from the block. Yeah. And so you think that she'd be easy to relate to. So if there's any, uh, right. any problem, I got to blame Wu. Down to earth. Right. She's not from the block. Oh, well, you know, I, I don't know where Wu's from, but it's not the block. I'll tell you this. And I, I, I know I'm, I'm going to throw some insider terminology around here because we, you know, I know we're in Hollywood. I'll try to explain it later. What I heard is that she's fresh off the boat. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. No, no, boy. That was a good piece of business. <laughs> it was a good piece of business. It was a good piece of business. But, it, yeah, but in order for me to get it, I had to say, oh, boy. I had mm. a joke similar to that. Mm. And I said, you know, I'm probably not going to say that. That's the one thing you've chosen not to say yeah. in the last six months? <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say she's from the boat, not the block. But I thought, you know what? That comes off a little bit that racist. That would come off wrong, yeah. So I probably won't well, say what it. I said also sounded racist. Because, <laughs> no. because it is. And then I said, <laughs> oh, boy. from the television that's program. that's the name of the TV show she's on. Everybody knows that. And Not everybody. I'll tell you this. I'm dumb enough to, uh, like even in that other movie that Constance Wu was in, that I thought she was very good in that. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. I, I'm, I literally think she's the character from Fresh Off the Boat. She's so good as yeah, that character right. that when she's playing anything else, can't handle I kind of can't buy I don't buy it. That's too bad because, yeah, because now you're never going to be able to enjoy it. She's never going to play that character anywhere else. So uh, She barely wants to play the character as it is. Right, exactly. Right. But yeah, I, I liked her. I liked her a lot, and I didn't have that problem. I didn't. No, I liked her a lot too. Yeah. I, I, and I thought she, like I said, I thought she was very good. Yeah. But it's like I'm always in my head going, but that's that's not right. Oh, what's the character's name? I can't pull it. Oh. I don't know. I didn't watch that as much as you, so maybe that was uh, I didn't have as oh, much shoot. of a what build is the, up. What's her character's name? I can't pull it either. Oh my god, it's driving me bananas. I, I keep wanting to say Grace, but it's not. It's hundred percent not that. Oh, Karen, is it quickly. Constance Wu? No, no, no. That's the actress named who is going to go talk, to talk. <laughs> that's Jenny? Uh, what is it? Is it Jenny? No, no that's Jenny's who, that's, the mother. She's the oh, one from the block. They're the Wangs. Yeah. Lewis and Jessica. Jessica. Jessica, that's it. Go. Jessica. Perfect name for that character. Oh, maybe I should have just gone down where it says Constance Wu is Jessica Wang. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not good at this. You're not good at this. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You really, guys, isn't. I can only <laughs> apologize. You could also quit. <laughs> oh, man. That Is be... that ever on the table? <laughs> that would solve my insurance problems. What are your insurance How problems? would that solve your I insurance I now problem? make too much money for Medi-Cal, so I'm getting booted off of that. But we, hey, we could solve that. That's yeah, so an easy any, fix. What do, you need, what do you need us not to pay? <laughs> but any, any insurance that I can't afford, I can't afford prescriptions. And any... What's the Barnes & Noble health care? Do they have any health care? I'm aware of. Not that I qualify for anyway right. right now, but it's. I was just gonna like I I know a lot of companies like that intentionally keep all their employees below forty hours or whatever so yeah. that they don't have to do that. That's. But uh, that might be an issue, but yeah, yeah, it's it's very nerve wracking. Frustrating. I mean, we're, make, we're to... making light of it, but of, of course, no, that, that, that's horrible. It, so when I'm, this is the first time I've really had this to be like, oh shit, I need to really kind of pay attention to what these people are like the debates. Oh yeah, because mm -hmm. I'm. Literally right in the thick of it as of a week ago. Yikes. I just heard the debates are getting to start giving bicycles. <laughs> so you can use a bike, too, to help you get around town. Wait, you have a bike. You just choose not to use it. Mm. I haven't. Yeah. Without health insurance, I advise you not to use that bike. <laughs> you might get hit by a car. Or, or use a helmet. Mm, and still, it's too dangerous out For there. For this guy. Yeah. He's a yeah, clumsy uh, oaf right, Could you imagine him on a bike with that backpack? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's what most bicyclists look like. Yeah, but I'm saying him. I know. Right? Who's this slouchy 12-year-old <laughs> going down the street? I didn't know they made Weeble Wobbles that size. <laughs> oh. What are Weeble Wobbles? They, they, that toy. They, oh, the Weeble Wobbles, they, they don't fall down? They don't fall down. Yeah. yeah. I thought that, well, you know what? Admittedly, I thought that that was your uh, East Coast way of uh, training wheels. Oh, no. Oh. I didn't know they made Weeble Wobbles. <laughs> that would be a good name for training wheels. Um, uh, now, yeah, you remember those toys. Of course. They, yeah, of course. They Weebles like, wobble, but they don't fall down. There was wow. a store near my house <laughs> called... Do not try to sing yeah. this early. <laughs> uh, a store near my house called Weebolts. It was a department store. Mm -hmm. And so we used to always sing Weebolts Wobble. 
but it won't fall down. How do they spell that? W-E-I-B-O-L-D-T-S? Oh, okay. Bolts? Because I, I was picturing like like WeWork, you know, that company, but it's WeBolt, like W-E-B-O-L-T. No, sir. This is not a BLT. <laughs> if, you need, if you need anything bolted, bring down <laughs> WeBolt, does it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, this is WeBolts. They were, you know, they were one of those that... You know, like the like a lesser department store. No, no, no. They were a uh, like a. They were bought out by Marshall Field. Uh, you buy with confidence. They were a. Uh, they were the. They were the one that we like as a kid because mm-hmm. we didn't have um, a lot of money. Yeah. Like if, if we would go to Penny's or Sears, yeah. and then it was like you know, wow, oh, geez, if we re- I mean, if they don't have it, then we're gonna have to go to Weebolts. Weebolts is a fancy one. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The, I like the Wikipedia page for the store. Uh, Department store, industry, retail, fate, bankruptcy. <laughs> fate. <laughs> Yikes. Well, they did. Uh, Montgomery Ward would be another one that we could afford. Yeah. But yeah. Weebolts was, that was the. Why can't I think of the one in our area? Fancy. Was it Marshall? Would it have been Macy's? Well, we had Macy's. No, I was thinking of more of like the the standalone store that had like a little of everything. Right. Um, did you have like Hudson's? Did they get out of no. Detroit area? I don't know. If they were did. in Ohio as well uh, and Indiana. As was L.S. Ayers. That one I don't think I know of. And I used to make the joke that, that it was Leo Sayers' store. Because mm-hmm. if you looked at the L and then S. Ayers, it looked like L. Sayers. Ah. So I'd go, that's Leo Sayers' store. He makes me feel like dancing. These are references nobody in this room has. <laughs> I was wondering guy. if I anyone I... at the time got them. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that. You mean Morris Day? <laughs> the room in. Uh, yeah, did Morris Gay get, get that joke? No, he was mad. he's still mad at Jimmy Jam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The room in Indiana, I'm getting a very important phone call. Here we go. Right. This is our guest probably telling me that he can't find parking. Hello? Uh, all right. I'll send our guy out. Here we go. All right. That's our guest is here. I may have just hung up on him. I think that's how I handled well, that. Did you get shocked again? Yeah. What's going on with him? Does he need more be, iron? Maybe. I don't know. Does that, it, would that help? What, that, don't, doesn't it, you have a lack of something in your system if you don't... Uh, if you're getting uh, electric shocks, yeah, I, I've never heard that. Here's the sign of that. Though. I just now I have Paul Reiser's phone number, so uh, oh boy, I'm going to uh, I'm it's probably prob- I'm going to abuse it. Yeah, I think it's a burner. <laughs> <laughs> he, he walks in here and he just snaps a flip phone in half right in your face. Oh man, I would be I would love that. I would you know what I would pay one hundred dollars if that happened. That would be the greatest. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm pausing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I see feet by the door. For once, Garen is actually taking the proper amount of time. But yeah. but Paul's been here. He's been here. This is his third once. time here. Let Mr. Yeah. Riser ring, Garen. <laughs> this is your fault. What kind of security? <laughs> well, you got in. I mean, you couldn't get in. You had a, by the way, uh, I, I just said before you got here, I'm going to abuse now that I have your phone number. I'm going to abuse it. I'm going to call you more often than you probably uh, anticipate. <laughs> I, have, it's, I, I have it now. You know, and now I can stay the whole time. I was worried, but I moved things around, so oh. I'm gonna have, you're going to have more. Than you Wait a minute. You, we came here at 9 o'clock in the <laughs> effing morning, and now you can stay longer than you thought? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> hey, there's a microphone right next to you. Is like a late thing? Will you grab that microphone so people can hear you? Right next to you, please. All right. Uh, so, first of all, First of all, yeah. what kind of operation where well, you walk in and then you're on the air? There's no sit down, there's no cushion time. <laughs> That's why, well, there's the cushion time out there. Garen's supposed to uh, walk you through that a little bit, give you the cushion. He said, yeah, you're going to be on the air, and you're on. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my cushion. And then, yeah. so, so um, what happened was, 
you seemed so upset and whiny that I might do under an hour. No, you got you were very sweet, and and uh, but it's a very big operation. You know, turning the mad about you production. It's like a tanker mid ocean. You don't you don't turn that slowly. Uh, well, in fairness to it's all fairness me, to you. it's all fairness to you. Uh, you were supposed to be here in November when maybe the Mad About You uh, tanker was not out at sea, but yet docked. <laughs> and then you said, hey, is there a chance I can come in sooner? And then uh, I accommodate and then uh, I met with Hassel. <laughs> First of all, his name is Hasim, and, and I, I only sent him over to rough you up. Well, I, I probably, that was, that was not Hasim. Well, he didn't give me his name all that clearly, I, I, uh, I, which I appreciate. Yes, thank you very I'm much. A nice You're man. a good man, as are your colleagues here. I do appreciate that to get in earlier, and then uh, it seemed like a very good idea. I say, sure, Thursday morning, and then, <laughs> and then as things happen, suddenly, oh, we're going to shoot Thursday. I went, oh, I didn't know that because mm. I'm seeing Jimmy. Yeah. So, yeah. By the way, how much extra to sit at the table? Uh, <laughs> we'll bring you over. Take a break. We'll bring you over. I do want to compliment that jacket. I, 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 the second nice. you walked in, boy, do I love that jacket. In case I ever have to play for Houston. This is like, <laughs> it's almost like the old... Uh, it does. There you go. A little bit of well, the thank you. Line. And uh, so that was your big concession. We have two parts of the show. One... Sit over there, mm-hmm. and then sit over here. Yeah, that's it. That breaks it up a little, so it's mm-hmm. not monotonous in any way. That's exactly right. Keeps you moving. Nobody realizes it's the same guy sitting there. <laughs> uh, it, there seems to be confusion sometimes. <laughs> Look at you staying thin. That irritates me still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doing the best I can. I'm just uh, health. Health concerns are making me stay. Uh, Good for you. Had some health issues in the past. Uh, I'm glad six that you're. I am hoping that you're over them. Uh, I had a, uh, and maybe you've had this, Paul, I can tell you two people in this room have had this done. I had the cystoscopy uh, this week, uh, the camera up the uh, urethra, up the penis. I had that done th- this week. Let, let, me, let me just shake the image from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't. Have you had it done? A camera? Well, I once had a, an actual video camera um, <laughs> and I walked into it too hard. So it wasn't the same. I think that's it. I think you get the same yeah. results. And the pictures were blurry, I got to say. Okay. Uh, but was it? Did they find anything like a cufflink from the seventies? <laughs> what did they find in there? They they found a, uh, a Lego something. piece. Uh, they found. They, luckily, they found nothing. Everything right, is. Uh, everything did is did you say get out of my penis? Then I didn't. I said stick around a little while. <laughs> you know, see, stay there. See what else. Are you sure you can't find something? I'm enjoying the sensation. You're in. I hate to have to come back. Right. <laughs> I'll come back tomorrow when you're already here. Um, it was our friend Elliot over there. Uh, uh, when he had it done, he said, "Oh, I don't like that." <laughs> well, I literally burst out. I don't. Th- I don't imagine anybody goes. That's good. No, no. but I was just more su- of that, please. I was just surprised that that was the exact phrase that I said in <laughs> earnest, like involuntarily. Blurred, yeah. yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, knowing that that's what you dealt with, I think I was prepared to not, a not like it. Uh-huh. Of course, I'm prepared not to like it immediately because sure. I don't want anything going. It seems up. like a bad idea. It's an outdoor. It was not. A, God did not intend for that to be an uh, entrance. No, it's sure. certainly not for a camera. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was a beta tape camera as oh, well. Which God. I thought oh, that's, that's wrong. Wrong. That's And outdated. <laughs> what kind of quality? Format? Yeah. Both in format and in joke. Uh, <laughs> At least it's smaller than VHS. They go up there and they come back with uh, reruns of Good Times. You know, they're not going <laughs> to... Did I? Maybe I bored you with this, Paul. When we worked together on the road, I and and I and by once way, by, forty years ago. By the way, I'm, you have milked that. You have milked that one little. You won't spend time with me other than that. That was the, that was our week, two weekends together, and well, uh, otherwise, I, I can't even well, get one line on your show. Nothing's working well, out for this French Harris. It's like that, only longer uh, and worse. So I admit, by the way, I'm the bad guy here. Okay. I'm the bad guy. I was opening for Jimmy J.J. Walker. 
And every time, and I don't know why, I think I was just a young kid trying to make the comics laugh. I would go, okay, your headliner, remember, is, uh, was on Good Times. You remember Good Times where every episode was, come on, Junior, you know we can't afford that. I would do an impression of John Amos's character. That's an endearing quality. What a dickhead I was to bring, and then please, here's the star there, Jimmy Walker. Yeah. And after about the third night, he finally said, hey, could you not do that? <laughs> and I remember going, what's the problem? And then literally, what's the problem? I was like, because you're being an asshole yeah. about that. God bless him for taking three nights. <laughs> <laughs> right? First, he That's let the first guy. two slide. <laughs> right? He said, I got to draw a line here. Well, maybe he thought I would eventually figure it out. Maybe he's giving me the benefit of the doubt. Uh, was it getting laughs? It would get laughs. And I think that so was you were never as, as a needy <laughs> comic. And again, the comics would like, I would come off the comics would all go, man, that's so funny when you do that. It's so funny. And then, you know. It's so funny. When you want to be accepted. It was such an a-hole move. What, what, a, what a creative thing you did there. Oh, <laughs> I, again, I admit it was no, wrong. No, you no, can't I'm kick me while I'm going, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, they're dumb and I was brilliant. And that's really the end of all my Well, stories. I'm glad you're well. I'm doing great. Thanks for coming in. Paul Riser, everybody. <laughs> and now, Paul, we'll take a break, but Paul is uh, preparing. He's about to go out to Thousand Oaks on October the 26th with our friend Vance Gilbert opening. Yes. Speaking of opening acts, yeah, by the way, that's a show. Yes. You get to you see know Vance? Vance Gilbert. Yeah, he, Vance has been here, and I've known Vance. Oh, forever. He's great. He's uh, great. My wife and I, our first dance at our wedding was to one of his songs. Really? A song called High Rise, yeah. That's crazy. Beautiful song. I, 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 I have that much more respect for you for for uh, having that kind of taste. Yeah, yeah. He's he's great. He, you know, I don't. It was sort of a happenstance that he was uh, open for me one night, and then I thought, well, this is a perfect kind of opener. He did the last seven years of George Carlin's. Yeah, tours, and. Uh, you know, I don't. A lot of comics have comics open for them. I don't. I don't love that. And I always when he's a great singer, fantastic singer, and he's great, great songwriter. And he's like funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. So it's like a perfect opening. And the audiences are in a great mood when I come out, and then I kill it for them. Oh, you, the you bring it down. You ruin the mood for yeah. them. They go, bring back the other guy. They enjoy <laughs> him so much. You know how hard it is to hear an hour of, bring back the other guy. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to hurt a little bit. It hurts. Yeah, why do you stay up there a whole hour? I guess is the big question. <laughs> I keep thinking maybe it'll change their mind. No, it's no. not going <laughs> to. No. No, it took Walker three days. It's going to take, take them a little longer. It's going to take them a while. Uh, anyway, October 26th uh, at Next, the Thousand yeah. Oaks... Yeah. Um, that's Thousand Oaks Civic Center. They got a new name. Performing Arts Center. Yeah, and then it's uh, it's the theater. It's the uh, cozier room. I think it's like a four or five hundred seat room. Yeah, which is uh, kind of lovely and perfect. That's right, don't you think? I like that. That's the right size. I just played a, a, a casino out in Milwaukee, and it was you picture casino, but it was like I think it was seven hundred seats, and it was like. That's like a perfect size room. It felt like a club, but a little classier. Mm -hmm. And this is a beautiful room. And I never get to play here in LA. I never play in town, almost on mm -hmm. purpose. But this one, is, <laughs> this is close enough. Because what you don't, as you know, what you don't want is all your friends go, hey, we're going to come see you. And then you go, is 90% of the room, my friends, that's not good. Right. There's seven paying customers. Right. <laughs> you, want a few, you want a few friends who you don't know. Right. Also, your friends all know it. Right. They don't... Uh... Yeah, although what's interesting now on Mad About it, a lot of the crew go, hey, man, we oh, haven't we seen go. you, so we're going to come see you. I go, well, that's just, I said, well, you don't even have to. It's the same as Mad About You, but without the Academy Award winner next to <laughs> <laughs> Just picture the same thing, but without her sure. slowing me down. Uh, <laughs> I said, you've seen it, basically. You've seen the act. I get it. Um, anyway, it's out Thousand Oaks. If you're in the area, go out and see it. I'm going to be, of course, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, so I won't be able to go out there and see. Uh, that's a clumsy uh, excuse. To, well, <laughs> I didn't. You know, Cedar I, Rapids, what, they got a club there? They got a club, Penguins Comedy Club. I've heard of that. Uh, Have you been? It's one of my favorite clubs in the country. Really? Been working there from 
uh, day one. Of and they, they're not, they're, they appreciate comedy in Iowa, do they? They do, very much so. Very much. And that town... And they also like what you do? They, and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, except my bullshit, too. Yeah. I, I, did, I played... Uh, uh, there's a college, beautiful college campus there. Uh, is it Iowa? Down in Ames, Iowa? Or no. down in Iowa City? Des Moines? Des Moines. Uh, I forget exactly. It's embarrassing. But uh, yes, it was like I had never been there, and you picture... Like, it's so far from Manhattan, and yet people are great. They're great. This is this is what well, we'll talk. After you make you a little break, you threaten to have a break, have a break, <laughs> and right. then we'll talk, and I can sit at the big boy table. Uh, yeah, we'll bring you over. All right, <laughs> Paul Reiser is here again. He's taking time away from the reboot uh, of uh, Mad About You, which uh, November, I'm going to say November 22nd? Is that 20, close? 20th, I think. You moved it up two days? Smart. <laughs> 22nd was a bad start date. Glad you moved it up. <laughs> and it's on Spectrum, so if you uh, want to jump through 3,000 hoops to watch it, uh, yes, this is your show. Uh, and the only reason why Spectrum is Al Jazeera was closed. <laughs> could not get in. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right, who else is after that? <laughs> all right, we'll be back right after this. Hey, to pay off your credit card balances and save money with a credit card consolidation loan from my friends at Lightstream. <laughs> the way to do that is to go to Lightstream. You're going to get a rate as low as 5.95% APR. That is with auto pay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even have to think about it. Thing pays itself. Uh, that's much lower than the... I, I like this hype guy. Let's keep this guy going. Sure. That's much lower than national average, but the interest rate is over 20% APR. That's insane. Plus, your rate is fixed, so rates continue to rise. Uh, as they continue to rise, your rate will not budge. Lock it in now. The online application is quick and easy. Don't waste time. And you can apply right on your phone. Beep, boop, boop. And you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Cha-ching. Hey, now listen, for listeners of Never Not Funny. Ha ha ha, money, funny, cash, in your face, jokes. Apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash pardo. That is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash pardo. Spell it. Slash pardo. Subject to credit approval. Go to the bank or don't. Uh, rate includes 0.50% APR discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. That's just the way it works. Rules. <laughs> Listen, if you got high interest credit card bills and they're added to stress, this is the solution. Lightstream is the way to go. Lightstream.com slash Pardo. For more information, that is Lightstream.com slash Pardo. Lightstream. Consolidate your credit card debt now. Hey, hiring can be a slow process. Matt, I recently had the opportunity to sit down with uh, the COO of Cafe Altura, uh, Dylan Miskowitz. How come I wasn't invited? Well, I'm trying to branch out. I'm trying to get into the coffee game. Are you? Are you? Uh, I was interviewing to be the director of coffee. Oh, well, you're not qualified for that. You don't even drink coffee. I should not have taken that meeting. No, it was a waste of your time. It really was. And you know whose time I did waste? Uh, it was Dylan, Dylan Miskowitz. Miskowitz yeah. <laughs> and then he figured out, hey, I'm I'm getting my wheel spun here. Yeah. So he started using ZipRecruiter. Well, that's the way to do it. If you want to hire someone to find the best candidates, don't waste your time talking to Jimmy. Right. I, I, I'll tell you what. I'm a very good interview. I'm a fun interview. But it's not if it's for a job you have no qualifications and really I'm wasting bother. his time and mine, aren't I? Yes. Well, here's how to uh, avoid that: is to use ZipRecruiter like uh, Dylan Miskowitz did. He switched over to ZipRecruiter after my BS interview. Yep. Um, he was having other trouble finding uh, quality can uh, applicants. I was not the only guy that uh, wasted this man's time. Mm -hmm. uh, ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you; it finds them for you. That's right. It's got technology that identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted a job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed with how quickly he had a great candidate. 
Uh, he also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. I mean, it just makes sense. We, we use this kind of thing to when we're looking for a restaurant to go to, when we're right. shopping online. Uh, why would if with something as important as hiring an employee? Why would you be unscientific about it? Use the tools that are available. The tools are there. You use them so you're not wasting time talking and laughing with Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> I mean, that might be fun. I'm sure Dylan had a good time. He had a great time. But at the end of it, he was like, why did I do this? This is a I, waste of my time. I think it killed him that he couldn't hire me. He really had a great time. Yeah. He really. Well, maybe there's a place for you over there. Well, I hope so. Because, you know, you know, Cafe I'm, uh, Altura. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get into the coffee game. Maybe you could uh, run like a little like uh, set up a little stage in the back of, of Cafe uh, Altura. Oh, I could do like a little show back there. Yeah. That trivia that I've been talking about starting. You could be the MC. Yeah. And uh, and then he slips you a little. Yeah. I get a little bit of that miscuits dough. That's right. You know, that Altura money. Uh, and now, and you know, my first goal is to get that director of coffee fired. I was going to say, I don't want you locking horns with the person he did choose for that position. No, that guy's my enemy. Uh, I don't that like guys. This. My enemy. While I am not qualified, he's my enemy. Dylan, I have to advise you not to hire Jimmy as your <laughs> MC for your coffee house. Uh, hey, uh, they get good results. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate the very first day. Now, here's the bold, Matt. Yep. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at the web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Uh, episode 2511, the 11th episode of the 25th season. Paul Reiser is here. He's got the big date out of Thousand Oaks on the 26th of uh, October. And I'll be on this Saturday. Did you just say 25th? Year? 25th season. Season. How long is a season? Uh, three weeks. Right. <laughs> so uh, we haven't been doing it long. Uh, they are half a year. Seasons are half a year. That's so we've been impressive. doing it 13 years. Yeah, that, that's impressive, my friend. Thank you. Uh, we were in early and then left behind. Yeah. Now we're eating uh, dust. Now we're eating <laughs> dust. Conan O'Brien decided to get in our lane and fuck us all. He and Joe Rogan. Good luck to those two. Uh, <laughs> we wish them luck. Uh, that's how Riser does. Riser sticks to his legs. Movies and television. Yes. Yeah, but... But ultimately, I want to get into podcasts. Oh, damn it. If I can no. get rid of all that. No, I'm walking my way down a food chain. And then slowly out of the business. But, you know, I have always maintained. God, you hit me with a question. I'll do 15 minutes. That's how we do. You have to work very little when I'm here. I liked that little sing-song thing you had there. It remind, who did it remind me of? It's, it's, a, it's a third, fourth generation disintegration of Jerry Lewis. That's what it was. Yes. Which is like, my dollies, I even <laughs> And my kids, God bless them, uh, were nurtured on that. And they do it. And they don't even know that it is Jerry Lewis anymore. Mm-hmm. My, my, you know, my son, he's 19. He goes, I can't find my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, Love it. Uh, I'm so proud. Yes. Never mind he's failing out of school. <laughs> that he can do that. That's the important stuff. Doesn't even know why he's doing it at this oh. point. They literally think that's how you talk. That's beautiful. <laughs> my other son, when he was five, he would say, ow, I stubbed my toe with the nice lady. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> literally. And like he won't even Jerry Lewis it up. He'll go th- as if it's a sentence. With the nice lady. I go, oh, I'm so proud. That's great. And you've explained to them that he's a, Jerry was a very good man. He uh, seemed to appreciate the female comedian. You know, and, you uh, seem a little sarcastic. It's hard to tell <laughs> over the air. Uh, I, I worked with Jerry Lewis. He did an episode of Mad About You, if you may recall, because I'm sure you've seen them all. Season one, we had this crazy episode, story. It was really goofy. Um, that some eccentric billionaire hires me, my character, to, to film, you know, make a movie about them, like a, a vanity project. And 
we kept writing this crazy stuff. He said, well, it's like a Jerry Lewis type. And he said, well, you're not going to get Jerry Lewis. And we said, well, how do you know? We called Jerry Lewis, who said, you know, nobody's ever asked me. No, it's like the pretty girl that nobody asks to dance. Yeah. Like, nobody's invited. It was his first half hour he'd ever done. Wow. And uh, it was a thrill. I mean, and it was a challenge because he's, you know, he's not the easiest. It wasn't the easiest guy. But it's Jerry freaking Lewis. Right. And, you know, and he kept slowly on his own adding all the Jerry Lewis things too. And like literally we had a scene where he's dancing with Helen Hunt and doing his thing where he can't put his arms, he doesn't know where to put his arms. And then he goes, what a nice lady! And you see Helen's hair blow back like in the old Maxell tape commercial. It was like, woo! Um, and then he did a thing, and Stephen Wright was on that episode, and they did a thing where Jerry was trying to force feed a cookie into Stephen Wright's mm -hmm. mouth, and Stephen just stood there. And I thought, this is the these are the two polar extremes of comedy. Yeah, Stephen Wright, Jerry Lewis, I went, it might rain in here. That's how, <laughs> <laughs> his two fronts are meeting. Um, but he was he was great. It was really a thrill. And then from that day on, yeah, he, I mean, he was always, you know, very kept in touch. He was very warm. Here's something that might change your opinion of Jerry Lewis, or maybe not, or add to your already nice opinion. He came in. We do a five-day shoot Monday to Friday. Monday morning, we do a table read. And he says, can I get a, a cast, a crew list? Okay. Give him the crew list, everybody's name. Tuesday morning, he comes in, knows every cameraman, every boom guy. How you doing, Eddie, Frankie, Joey, how are you? And Mark knew everybody. Wow. And I've been there like, you know, a year. I said, what's his name? Steve. <laughs> that's Steve. Okay. Uh, and, and I thought, that's, I don't know why he did that. I guess because now there's 48 people who leave going, Jerry Lewis knew my name. But yeah. that's a, you know, it's a nice gift. That's class. It's really classy. Yeah. Very that's old school. That's a class move. That's, uh, you know, I worked at uh, Conan for eight and a half, seven, eight, seven and a half years. Did you? And, I don't think uh, I knew that. Yeah, you may have, but I don't uh, expect you to remember everything about my life. I don't. Uh, <laughs> and it, there was one camera guy whose name I could, and I, I, I'm going public with this, I could never remember it. And it was clear I didn't, because I'd go, hey, Matt, hey, Paul, there he is. <laughs> like every every day. We say big guy. Every day. Oh, come on, fella. And it was clear. Like, And I would go, what's that? No, I, what's that guy? And they would go, oh, that's Craig. That's Craig. Yeah, but and then Craig. the next day, nope. Yeah, but in all fairness to you, Craig is a little bit nebulous. It's a little in there. It's not, it doesn't, you know, nobody looks like a Craig. No. And it could be Greg. Right. It's sneaky. Yeah, so it, was it was Craig T. Nelson. So I well, think I would remember that's it. surprising you didn't Seems know that. Weird. Just right? call him Coach. Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. Pam <laughs> <laughs> Stone was standing right behind him. Mm -hmm. The whole cast of Coach was there. Wow. To run the one camera. You would have you thought you would have caught on. Yeah, I didn't. Again, it took me seven and a half years. They, they caught on. So there's Jerry Lewis. Give me a, I mentioned Danny Thomas. I'll do 20 minutes. Uh, no, I have nothing. I have nothing on Danny Thomas. <laughs> no, we've all got the famous Danny Thomas. You know, it's wild to me. It's like we are now, and I'm not, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but we are now old enough that their entire generations of, of comics and or people in show business who literally don't even know the references. So like I'm gonna say, I'll make a Danny Thomas or a Jerry Lewis and there's 25 year olds going, not familiar. Mm -hmm. Come on, really? You never heard of Jerry Lewis? Is it, Paul, is it because there's so much out there? Because as young guys, you and I, knew the history of, of the craft. We knew the younger guy, the older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I knew who Alan King was. That wasn't my bag, right. but I knew who he right. was. Maybe, it, it may be, there's just so much distraction. I, I, I don't know. I never thought about it. Also, with that much more removed. So we knew the guys from the 60s and the 50s. Maybe we didn't know the 20s and 30s. I was not a big fatty Arbuckle aficionado. <laughs> um, but um, it, it, it may be. But that's why I'm very... You know, um, proud and happy when when my kids know Jerry Lewis even if they don't know what they're doing yeah um, my son who's now in college my younger son learned to read uh, well while he was learning to read whatever that was like four and one of the books and he that he really loved was a uh, 
Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, 2,000-year-old man, kid book version. Oh, wow. And so he was reading it, and he's struggling to, you know, he's just learning to read. But he's reading, doesn't know it, but he's reading Mel Brooks' inflections. So he's four years old saying, Hit, hitting a piece of earth with a stick was already a good job. I'm going, <laughs> God is good to me. Yeah. And I went, you're four and you're doing Mel Brooks. Are the kids, uh, are they, do they have an interest in comedy? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean in, in, in performing it and pursuing it? Uh, or just no, I love about performing. Um, they they love comedy and they know they know they know what's funny. My younger guy I think will be into film and I think he wants to ultimately he'll be a director. Doesn't want to really act, but he's wildly funny and he knows. And then it, it amazes one of the greatest laughs in our home is when he when I find something funny that he doesn't find at all funny. I go, Dad, it's just it's just not funny. I go, Come on, Charlie Callis, look at Charlie Callis, and I watch. I go, Tell me you don't think this is funny, and Charlie Callis. Was you know it was not highbrow comedy. It was absolute vaudeville clown circus. And people, another guy, people don't know his name, but it, was, it used to floor me because he was just so silly. And I put on a clip, and I would just be weeping, laughing. My son going, "Are you kidding? <laughs> right? Are you kidding? How is that funny, Dad? Because he said the word funny, <laughs> and he made a funny face with his tongue. Come yeah. on, <laughs> no. What no. do you need? No, father. And then, the, and then there's a lot. There, I don't know them, but he's he'll know every you know YouTube thing or every new kind of comic, and and uh, there are I gotta say there are older guys. I think I'm just out of the loop. Like I'm, I've been lucky enough to be friends with some of the legends that I've met, and like Carl Reiner, is so on top of it. Like he knows new guys. Um, I remember this is a few years ago before. Uh, um, I say not Noah, while, Trevor Noah. Before Trevor Noah got got the this show, and he was just up and coming. I was at some event, and Dick Van Dyke goes, "Have you seen this young kid, Trevor Noah?" I went. Really? <laughs> I mean, like, God bless you. That's you have to look. He's digging a little mm-hmm. bit to find up and coming guys. How the hell does Dick Van Dyke know Trevor Noah before? Because he he's seen a special maybe or seen him on somebody's spot. But I thought that he's following and remembered a name. Yeah, you know. Uh, so it, it, that's it's. Uh, I think it's just you and me that don't, that don't have a pulse on the finger. <laughs> the finger on the pulse. Uh, pulse I, on I know some of the young kids. I don't know a lot of them. I, I, my references are as dated as. Uh, well, don't as get yours. used to them because there'll be new kids. There'll be more. Yeah. And it doesn't. You know, it, somebody can be a star for, or or known because of you know YouTube. You don't have to actually be big. You can just have a little thing somewhere. Yeah, it seems to work. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah, well, we're doing the best we can. Just yeah, look a little around. assassin's apartment, and you, and you have a whole career. <laughs> I will share this. I've just shared this story recently on the show, but I'll share it with you as well since you brought up Carl Reiner. So Carl was on Conan one day, and of course I've got to meet a legend, sure. right? I got to go in and meet Carl Reiner. So, uh, and I had met Mel a couple weeks earlier, and Mel, uh, we have a, a family friend, uh, uh, Lee Delano, is a character actor. That uh, great. I'll bore you with this very quickly. Okay. Side story. Go. Lee is doing. Uh, Lee is, did all of the Blazing Saddles. He was a character. He's friends with Mel. Did all the little okay. bit parts in all those movies. He's on the. I don't know which lot it was, but he was doing Charlie's Angels. And so Lee's walking on the lot. And he sees Mel, and Mel goes, uh, "Lee, what are you doing?" He goes, "I'm doing. This. I'm playing a heavy on Charlie's Angels." He's like, oh, "Okay, what do you got?" He was staged. I'm over stage four. He's like, oh, okay, great. So they're in the middle of a scene. The the door busts open. Mel Brooks, where's Lee Delano? That son of a bitch owes me money. Where's Lee Delano? And to me, that's the greatest fucking story ever. Like, that is the greatest that, that Mel Brooks, as big as he is, is still a clown yeah. and having fun. So I say to, to Mel, I said, hey, we have a family friend in, in Lee Delano. Oh, my God, Lee Del- Jimmy Pardo knows Lee Delano. And so now Mel has a different 
conversation with me than he would have seconds ago with the, hey, the warm-up act wants to say hello to you. Right. right. So we're, we're in there, we're having fun. And then Mel goes to leave. And as he's leaving for the day, he just goes, well, this was great. Pardo! <laughs> <laughs> and everybody runs over and says, wait, 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 your name. Anyway, it's the greatest. Wow. So a few weeks later, I, I, that's, I'm, already, I'm still high from sure. that. And then Carl Reiner's there. And to speak to what you said, like, he's so sharp. And so they said, hey, the, you know, Jimmy Pardo, the, the warm-up act wants to say hello to you. And so I went in. How are you, young man? I go, Mr. Reiner. goes, I'm Carl, of course. And I said, uh, he goes, hey, is there ever a line that you do that never gets a laugh out there? I said, you know what there is? Every night I say, uh, I'm going to tell you guys, where I'm going to point out the exits, give you some rules, then I'm going to get to know you people, make fun of some hats and glasses. And see, gets it, <laughs>, laughs. It never, I'm, I'm not kidding, you know, in seven years, zero, zero laughs. And, but I said it because Steve, the stage manager, goes, you know what my favorite line of, that, of yours is the hats and glasses line. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it for Steve every night. And so I tell Carl that. That's why we're not big. We keep, we keep trying to make the band laugh. Uh, speak, for, speak for me, not you. You're doing okay. You're doing fine. So I tell, I tell uh, Carl that, and he said, you know what line I could ever get laughed? He goes, and I want you to do it for me tonight. He said, I can never get this to work. Uh, he said, this is Carl? This is Carl. He said, uh, he goes, you know, you do a line. He goes, do it after the hats and glasses. Then say, oy vey, whatever that means. <laughs> that was his advice to make the joke work and then I said uh, I go oh okay thinking what, what, what he goes you know because it's oy vey whatever that means <laughs> and I go I go okay and then he goes nah you know because you sell it oy vey whatever that means and he's committed to me and, wow. I, and I, so I go I'll give it a shot and so what the fuck do I have to lose, right? So I go out and I, I do the hats and glasses, that lays flat. Then I go, oh boy, whatever that means, that lays flat. I came back and lied to him, told him I went great. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, to this second, I don't know what the hell he was telling me to do because That's really odd. there was nothing there but words near each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's my act, by the way. <laughs> words near each Take other. Take that away, I got nothing. Oh, you don't have to tell me, Vance tells me after every show. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yes, but so where, I'm sorry. Where, where am I going to be performing this Saturday? Mm-hmm. I forget now. Oh, it's in here in L.A. Oh, Thousand Oaks, Thousand Oaks, Thousand Oaks Beautiful Oaks. Performing Arts Center with Vance Gilbert. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to make a note because I don't want to forget. You know, I leave here, <laughs> I got to go straight there. It's four days away, but still, I get distracted easily. Okay, yeah. Do you want to try the Oy Vey, whatever that means line hey, on Saturday? You kidding? I'm opening. With it. <laughs> Report back to me. Report There's back. a great line <laughs> off of. Uh, Larry Miller, our dear friend Larry Miller, was a great stand-up uh, years ago, was opening for, got a gig, he was opening for Sinatra, at, I assume in Vegas. And uh, and he's getting, and Larry is an old an old soul and walks like an old man since he's 27. <laughs> and he's getting dressed for the show very methodically, very methodically, and he's got on his boxers, and like old school guys would put on their pants last because you don't want to crease. So Larry's old school, and he's got his shirt and his jacket and no pants, and in, in just 10 minutes before the show, Sinatra sticks his head in to just say, hey, nice to meet you. Have a good show. Sees Larry in his shorts. He goes, well, I don't know what that is, but I hope you close him with it. (laughs) 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 There you go. Ah, That's the greatest. I never got, you ever meet Frank Sinatra? No, of course no. I barely met Tom Dreesen. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. This is close to your same thing. For Robert barely did. met. Somebody <laughs> said, hey, I barely met. I mean, I did, but I didn't feel it's it. passing in the hallway. Uh, Tom, Tom, of course, has a million Sinatra stories. Which yeah, are and, and you don't even have to ask him. They're, <laughs> they're just coming. They're just coming out. Yeah. Unfair. No. 
Uh, uh, yeah. So so what else? Ask me it, anything. That seems to be it. I, that's it. Uh, ask me about Stranger Things. You know, I'm on that. You know, I... Uh, no, ask me. I bailed after season one. Good so I... Uh, okay, here's, here's why, you know, I have two sons. The older one I like, the second one I don't care for. And, <laughs> and so he's the one that got me into Stranger Things, watching it. And then when I... Because of him, I knew about it, and then I got on it for the second season. End of second season... I'm like you. I said, he, I said, what'd you think? He says, yeah, that was good. I said, to be honest, I said, that's not my kind of show. I wouldn't really enjoy that. I mean, I don't, I'm not a sci-fi guy. I said, I probably would have watched the first season just to see what everyone's talking about. I said, to be honest, I, I don't know if I would have gone another season to watch. Me, personally. And he says, with no sense of irony or anything, he just goes, yeah, you know, I would have enjoyed the second season a lot more if you weren't in it. <laughs> And I said, okay, asshole, I can hear you. You know that. That, that came out of your mouth. He said, no, I don't mean that in a bad way. It just it distracted me. I said, all right, just stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I love him to pieces. Of course, you do. they're your children, they're your blood. Um, and he's funny. Uh, and he gets, he gets irritated that things that I find he says funny. He goes, Dad, even about himself, he goes, it wasn't that funny. I go, no, that was really funny. Do you, are you dumb? Do you not know how funny you are? He's funny. Um, do, but, uh, did they watch Red Oaks? Because uh, everybody in this room loved Red Oaks. Yeah. Really? Oh, oh my yeah, God! Course, oh, that's yeah. nice. Oh to know. my God! Did we love it? Well, this is okay. This is why. How old are your kids? I have, tw- I have just one son, twelve. You have one kid. Okay. Yeah. Twelve is still good. Still, still like him. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's gonna go bad. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's all fascinating, and it's all the greatest thing in the world. Mm. And um, so, my younger son. Who, who, this guy, the wise guy, and he would, I noticed, make a point of not watching anything I was in <laughs> to the point of like, what, what is your problem? Like, <laughs> like, even so, so that I did this show we talked about last night, There's Johnny, which was this thing, this passion project of mine, Johnny Carson show in 1972. I'm not even in it. I wrote it, I produced it, not in it. I said, and I asked him, and he was now really becoming a film guy and knowing things, and he's really smart. I said, would you watch it? I said, I, I really would like your opinion about it. Wouldn't watch it. Wouldn't watch it. And I said, okay, what? I said, I'm not insulted, but I said, just, there is a thing, right? You've got something. Because, yeah, Dad, I don't know what it is. I said, all right, listen, I had a dad. I, I understand this, you know, issues. Never wouldn't watch it. But meanwhile, he would tell me, Dad, you got to watch Breaking Bad. I've watched all five seasons three times through. I went, so let me understand. So that's an hour show, five seasons, three, three times, times through. My show, it's 24 minutes, six of them, didn't see it. And then a year later, like he makes some reference to one of the scenes in There's John. I go, how do you know that? He goes, I, I saw it. So I go, so you watched it and since we spoke last, but you didn't tell me anything. He goes, yeah. I said, you're a little bit of a prick. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I love you. And I'm going to leave you a lot of what I have, but <laughs> not everything. Yeah. I got to give something to charity, but a little quality of prickishness. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it was an interesting thing. And it's fascinating. I mean, actually, in truth, it's, it's fascinating to me. It's like, you know, the, the dynamics of kids and parents. Like, he did want to watch it. Somewhere along the line, he was curious, but he didn't want to have that moment of... Dad, I saw it, and it was quite good. He ain't going to give me, or, Dad, boy, that sucked. You just, no, I'm going to watch it just because I'm curious. Did he give you any opinion on it, or did he just say you watched it? You didn't dive deeper. No, didn't <laughs> dive deeper. But I, I wrote a, a film that I'm, I'm hoping to do next, uh, next, early next year, and, and I wrote this script, and I really uh, wanted him to read it. A, I was proud of it, but I also wanted him. He has a really good eye, and he has this uncanny ability to uh, predict things. He'll watch a movie and like seven minutes in and go, that's going to be the cousin of the other guy. I'm going, what are you? Oh my God, it's the cousin of the other guy. How did you see? And he's just really bright. So I said, I really want you to read it. Um, because if you tell me on page 12, you see what's coming on page 80, I know I got a problem. So I really, 
wouldn't read it. I said, no, listen, this is not like I'm, you know, dad proud. I said, I actually, I want as a as a buddy I, or as a colleague, I need your opinion. Wouldn't want, wouldn't read it, wouldn't read it. So finally, my wife pulled him aside and said, you're being very hurtful. And he felt terrible. He goes, oh, geez, I didn't know that. So I said, look, she said, okay, I'll read it. I said, but I got to watch you read it because I want to see what, what, you know, what, what you find funny. I said, that's, that's the rules of people reading my script. So he sits at the table. Wait, so you loom over him while he's reading I don't, it? not hover, but I'll cross the table because I, yeah, I want to see what he likes, what he doesn't like. Believe me, this is the nightmare that my wife lives with. <laughs> She's read every script and I'm like forehead to forehead. Uh-huh. What, you, you wrinkled your brow there, honey. What, you didn't like that? <laughs> So now he said, okay, I'll read it. So now he's reading it. And page, this is page one. <laughs> I go, okay, asshole, it's not that funny. I, I know how funny it is and how it isn't. Just, just read it naturally. It was like, don't have to suck up. But this is, it's an interesting thing. Is your son one of, is he funny? He wants, yes, he's very funny and wants to be a comic. He wants to be a comic. And I'm doing everything in my power yeah. to tell him to do anything else. Yes. Well, but you know, that's with almost anything. It's like, if you can do anything else, go do it. So the reason we're doing that you and I became comics is because, yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Yeah, It's the worst career plan in the world. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a reason to do it. And I, but I remember I was, you know, I was a music major. When I graduated college, I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll I'll write jingles. I heard that's lucrative. Mm-hmm. You know, Barry Manilow, I heard, made a zillion dollars. And so I somebody got me an interview, not even an interview, I think a letter. I sent a letter to the head of the, some big advertising company. I said, you know, I'm interested in writing jingles. And he said, if, it's very competitive. If there's anything else you can do, do that. I went, okay. <laughs> like, done. I, went, I don't think I wanted to do it. <laughs> now, but if somebody had said, don't be a comic, you go, fuck you. I'm going to be a comic. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. There's no plan B, Dad. There's no plan B. This is plan B. Uh, my son, and I've, and I've recently spoken about this, he saw me recently, he saw me do a 10-minute spot at the Improv. Uh, when I was done, he said, uh, you know what my favorite line was? It was this. Hat and glasses? It was not hat and glasses. I don't do that. That's not the real, that's not the act. But, uh, he said, I said, well, that was actually an ad lib. And he's like, oh, you got to figure out a way to do that every night. Uh, uh, God bless. And, and then last week, he saw me do a full hour at Flappers in Burbank. And um, according to everybody, nobody was laughing harder than my son. So he gets it. Uh, isn't and, that great? Uh, isn't that great? Yeah. He, he. Did you spend a lot of time like watching funny stuff with him, like movies? Did you make sure that he knew? Oh, of his... course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's watched, uh, you know, all the Mel Brooks stuff. See, and... but that's that's the thing. You have to you have to um, introduce them because I remember there was a time when he was around ten. I said, okay, now we're going to watch stuff besides Adam Sandler. He's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and and Will Ferrell's great, but now you got to watch. You got to watch Mel Brooks. Yeah. And I still feel bad. Like there are huge holes in their education. Like they don't know Abbott and Costello. Mm. Doesn't at all Laurel Hardy. A little bit of Chaplin because we watched the Robert Downey movie on Chaplin. But it's like, all right, you got to you know get it in, into them. But my oldest son so swallow I don't know if he actually swallowed Mel Brooks or he swallowed me doing Mel Brooks but there's like a, from high anxiety when they're trying to sneak through the airport to this day you have a salad that go celery I have to get celery you couldn't I go it's really special to me that you're, yes. that you're 14 and you're doing an old man Jewish accent <laughs> right? saying celery loud love it love it the snappy peppy um, yes. And so, but also, by the way, I don't know if I did, this Saturday I'm going to be thousand. Oaks. You brought that up. I did. That has come up. Right, and, I forget. Uh, you know, a lot of times. Bring your kids. Think, bring your kids. <laughs> and yeah, and somebody come who doesn't know me. That's really my. That's what you're looking so for. So many friends in the audience. You're going to be fine. That, that, that place. I've never seen that place not have people. Okay. You're yeah. going to be fine. Cut to crickets. Well, fans will get those people going. <laughs> seven people out there. He is good. He is good. But now, but I, yeah, I never. It's such a nice thing to have a singer open up. I always. I, I've never quite understood why comics sometimes want comics. Jerry does that. I have a comic open for him. I go, yeah, but it's sort of like, 
I think I've said this to you before. It's like if you, you're going out for a steak and then they go, before your steak comes, here's a little hamburger. Go, yeah, well, <laughs> no, I don't want the steak so much. I quote you all the time. I, 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 I wish I, That's I, need, all I, ask. I, I need to be one step up. <laughs> I quote you constantly as if you were the gospel. Uh, when you and I, again, when we first worked together, there was I was emceeing and then there was a singing group in between, an acapella singing group, and then you. Really? And uh, yeah, the they, comedy they were club? called Acme Vocals, I want to say. That sounds right. Jesus. And um, oh yeah, John Cusack's sister was in it, Ann Cusack. Get out of here. She was in the group. No kidding. I think it was Ann. And, uh, and they were huge in Chicago. And they opened for you. And I asked you after the first night, you know, do you like that? And you went, I love it. I wish I could have this happen everywhere. I said that back then. Yeah. Interesting. You said, you know, I, I don't have to worry. They're not burning premises. They're oh, not, so they're not stepping on anything I'm doing. And it, they're entertaining people. Then I come out and I'm new. And I was like, I can't wait till I get to <laughs> having a music act open for me. That's so funny. I can't, I, I'm really surprised that I had that thought even yeah. back then. But, uh, well, yeah, because it's, it, you know, when we start, we're not, you know, you're in the evening of comedy, of comics. You're number 17. So you have to throw that sensibility out the window. Of course, you're going on after a lot of other comics. Right. But, but that also makes you work harder. It's like, well, everybody's going to do a joke about blah, X, Y, Z. What's yours? Or, or how do you avoid doing that? But, um, yeah, when it's just you, it's all new to them. <laughs> right? And that's the... Uh... And then advances. That's case. why you like Iowa. You go to Iowa. You go, they haven't heard any of this. <laughs> well, shit. The idea of speaking in front of others—that's new. That, that's fresh. Yeah, that's that's uh, fresh. Uh, I got a nice young man named Jim Flanagan opening up for me. He's out of Chicago. He'll do a great job. All right. I have a little band with me when I go to uh, Cedar Rapids. I got a guy named uh, Dan Padley on guitar. And he brings a drummer, and I treat them like props. And you should. Basically, I just they're on yell stage at them. with you. They're on stage with me, and I yell at them. Uh, they what can never do it. They can never do anything right, even though they're doing nothing wrong. Are they do, are they do, I mean, they're playing during your. They'll, uh, they'll play me on, and then I'll say, "Give me a little something," and then they'll play, and I go, "That's not what I'm looking for," and then I yell at them. You know what? I never knew. I was listening to uh, Mitch Hedberg, one of his albums, and there's like this bass in the background. Oh, yeah. But was that added later, or did he have it on stage? He would occasionally bring that bass player on, but he, they have added bass to some albums that didn't have it. It took me a while. I'm going. I'm getting another station leaking in here. <laughs> I couldn't. I go. What is that? What, I never understood that. It worked for him, though. Did I mean, it? it? works with the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it did, it did, I never understood... It's fascinating to me, but yeah. it's... I, I kind of like the little beatnik vibe to it. You know, It also makes each joke a little bit uh, less important in a good way. It's like, this is all casual. It's like guys like... Uh, well, Emo Phillips used to do it, and what's his name? Uh, Dimitri Martin does it, like he has a guitar. and mm -hmm. So the whole set, you're thinking, well, he's about to play. And yeah. so whatever he's saying, it's just sort of gravy. Mm -hmm. And then after an hour, we go, oh, that was it. That was it. Oh, he's snooking me. Yeah, Emo so would uh, put together the trombone. He yeah. would spend the yes. entire act putting together the trombone and then take it all apart and put it away. You'd be very yeah, nice and walk away. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an old kind of vaudeville thing. Victor Borga used to do that. Maybe play the piano. Oh, he's about to play the piano. And never does. You I, should bring a, you should bring a tuba on stage with you. That seems very cumbersome to travel. Oh, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> to travel, do you, would you? Would I ship it in advance? How would I get it? Would every I, would I rent, would I rent every one town has a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be my motto. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I quote you. I'll every quote that town now. has a. Day. Why did you say is that, that so menacingly? Is that a, is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's a tuba. Yeah, every town has a tuba. Uh, <laughs> just when you thought it was safe. Oh God! Remember back to season one of this show, Matt, where yeah. I the DJ there was a DJ I was doing a gig up in Chino, Paul, and the DJ who was bringing me on said, what, what did he call, he, he called, he said, oh, there's a lot of horn blowers in this room tonight. Oh, right. And I go, I go, horn blowers? And he goes, every dude's got a horn, man. <laughs> and, okay. and, and what did he mean? I 
the cock and that these girls are there to give him some pleasure. See how naive uh, I, t- I was so <laughs> looking for the musical reference. Yeah. And you went to cock. every do go to there. He did. And that was the last conversation I had with that guy. I was like, all right, just bring me up and we'll be wow. fine. Horn blowers. Yeah. Wow. Every dude's got a horn, man. Wow. Right. Wasn't that the yeah, quote? Yeah, that was the quote. Now yeah. I remember it. Yeah. And that man today, Harvey Weinstein. Good night, everybody. <laughs> He's doing well. He's over by the plants. Uh, <laughs> What? uh, It's amazing that you have this whole thing. You've asked nothing. You've said nothing to me to ask a question. I've been here an hour and a half. Well, not one question. You may not know how a clock works. B, I brought uh, the one question I have about Red Oaks. You couldn't get away from that topic quick enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, why did I? I couldn't always in the context of did my son like Red Oaks? Not that I know of. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun little show, though. That was actually very fun. Where do we film that? Where was Red Oaks? New York, uh, uh, just about an hour outside the city. Yeah, in uh, a little in, I think, in New Jersey, and then uh, sometimes in a country club in New York. It was an ongoing country club, so the the poor people, we'd only shoot there on like a Monday. But it was still the summer, so you'd see a lot of pissed off kids and their parents going, we want to use the pool god damn it sorry Mr. Reiser Mr. Reiser is doing his close up (laughs) and peeing in the pool oh no yes why would you tell him that no let them find out (laughs) Um, that was fun that was yeah that was a very sweet show I love that I I think that's the nobody saw it just you guys I don't think it was a a, you know Uh, we loved it we loved it yeah now now I'm curious because it's off the air and I have no invent no uh, piece of it or anything what uh, what appealed to you about that show I thought the nostalgia of the 80s that was played Mm -hmm. I thought you were terrific I thought uh Craig, Richie Kind was terrific. Rich, yeah, and the kid Craig Craig Roberts. Yes, and, and uh, Every, everything about it. And, no and, duds in the cast. No duds. Yeah, in Ennis, the cast. Ennis Esmer, very talented a Canadian guy. Who's he was really great. And I think that, it, 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 admittedly, I probably put myself in those shoes. You know what? And how old are you? You're forty. You're whatever it is, you're twenty six. But there's a certain age younger than me. Like like my agent loved that show, and he's probably mid early mid forties, and that was his time. You always have a right. feel like I feel closer to like the Graduate or a sixties movie. Mm-hmm. In the eighties, I didn't have any sense of nostalgia about the eighties, but uh, I think it, it, there those people. Like the guy you know who wrote it, I think that was his period. That was his story. He was a tennis coach at a country club. Right. Um, so yeah, it was it was great fun. That was like it was like going to summer camp. You know, you show up. I'd go there for a couple of days, put on some shorts, play tennis badly. Then the, <laughs> then the editor would make it look like I'm playing much better than I was. Yeah. And uh, and it was great. And Gina Gershon, who's like the Jewish Sophia Loren. It's a lovely, awesome. lovely, yeah. funny, yeah. really funny. She was great. Your wife. She played my I'm wife in that, in the yes. Elliot, you had a thought on this? Uh, I was just going to say it? that <laughs> to, to, to me, and I'm probably stretching the metaphor a little bit, but uh, it's like Stranger Things without the sci-fi. Like, it's like Stranger Things is trying to do this nostalgia thing, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think Red Oaks had a lot of that I that way, Red too. I think Red Oaks did it, if I may, I think Red Oaks did it organically, where yeah. Stranger Things yes. felt like it was getting jammed down my throat. Yeah. I know I, you might be back on the show playing hand there. <laughs> no, but, your kids about this. Uh, no, I agree. I think... I think Red Oaks it just it did feel like like this is just it's just this show is happening and enjoy it and by the way also the 80s yeah you know and and yeah they did do that and I always appreciated they did like they never, they never played the big hits like the soundtrack with these sort right. of offbeat mm-hmm. things and the hairstyles they didn't do the cartoonish right. 80s mm-hmm. but I, th- I think Stranger Things too I mean I think the the nostalgia bit I I always thought it was dropped in kind of subtly they they don't because that's not at all the theme of it uh, I mean it's in the, it's in like the it ether. was heavy and yeah? then season two you were very distracting I couldn't <laughs> really get into it I you would have enjoyed it more had I not been in there you uh, and my son boy. could sit on the side <laughs> sit this one Any, out anybody else would have been welcome in that world but you I mean, 
You were so damn distracting to me. That's the guy from The Marrying Man. Yeah. Wow. That's, the, that's that wow. guy. Mucking this up. Wow. The Marrying Man. You went there. Of course. Yes. You were great. That was fine. Am I still in that? I haven't, I, seen, I, it I haven't seen it no. since uh, no. it came out. No, but... Uh, um, but that was fun and Stranger. Yeah, so I, you know, and, and it's funny because people and young people go, "Hey, what's happening next year?" And you know, Stranger thing. I said, "I don't even know what happened last year." And I <laughs> and I watched it. So don't, don't don't I can't explain anything. I don't get it. I just say what right. they tell me to say. Did you see that through, Matt? Did you see Stranger? Uh, you know, what? I I didn't. Uh, but everyone was saying how great the most recent season was. Oh yeah, so I feel it, like they I just should. released a thing yesterday. It was the I don't know if it was the most watched Stranger Things ever or the most watched Netflix thing mm-hmm. or. It was bigger than the moon landing. That's no, oh but, my God. But, it was, but it was very, uh, it was huge. I mean, it is huge. It's a juggernaut. And uh, those guys are really nice and smart. And, and sort of a lesson for anybody out there who wants to create something. The Duffer brothers who created Stranger Things did not sit home and go, what would be a big hit? They said, what do we want to do based on their own sensibility? Mm-hmm. So they grew up on those 80s movies. So mm-hmm. when, it, and they, they were born in like probably 89 or something. They're young. So it wasn't like that was their time, but those were the movies that they grew up on. And uh, because they was true to whatever it is they wanted to do, it was good. Not that everybody will be that good, but you know, you, you can't sit at home and try and design a hit. Mm-hmm. Or I, I've never done that. And I don't, I, it's, it's not usually a successful formula. But if you write something genuine that you really have a passion for, there's a much better shot that it'll come out and be mm-hmm. something. Uh, and Paul, full disclosure, I have a problem with one of the Duffer brothers, and I've been very, very vocal about it. <laughs> wow, is that true? I don't. Which uh, one? Do you know which one? Because they're very similar, <laughs> right? So it's confusing. Whenever they walk into the room, I which, forget which one I'm mad at. Which one? The prick? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always found the nice ones much nicer. I'm glad that you. No, are they're the both same very way. nice guys. Nah, there's that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup of three. By the way, I wouldn't know which two were the Duffer brothers. Yeah, they're uh, uh, they're they're very. I. It took me about a year to to tell the difference, but I still. I'm uh, reluctant to use either of their name in a sentence. Smart. Hey, doing big guy. We there say sport. Hey, pal. Hey, Mister Duffer. Mister Duffer. I think I'm safe there. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of so passion projects, that sort of thing. Talk about Matt because on this very program, yes, one of your parents, earlier your parents, is you yes. said that uh, the idea of bringing Matt about you was not. It didn't really appeal to you unless no. you found the right way to do it. It repelled me actually. <laughs> um, my my view was that anytime you see you know, a, a, a cast reassembled for whatever, for a publicity event, for, for a, you know, we're going into the Smithsonian, whatever it is, you just look and you go, oh, he's let himself go. <laughs> oh, she looks bad. Um, I remember I was at some TV thing and they had the cast of Cosby. This is about 10 years ago, maybe. And so all the little kids have grown up. And even if you're a nice person, you can't help but think, well, she looks, uh, he looks a little, it's just not a flattering thing. Nobody, so I, so to me, it just never appealed to me. And we also were very proud on Mad About You. We were proud of how we ended it. We did every show we wanted to do. We we wrapped it up nicely. We even showed the future in the finale. Right. So yeah. in case you ever want to know. And who's the president in that future episode, Paul? <laughs> it was a ridiculous uh, thing. It's a ridiculous concept. <laughs> uh, um, it could never be true. That would be insane. Somebody insanity. pointed out that we actually had a, a Trump joke in like 97 it was somebody I don't even know what the premise was but somebody go I think she was working in a store she goes you know Donald Trump uh, bounced the check at the gap that was the joke I don't know why it was there and we actually had a tag where Giuliani was in the tag uh, making sure that people understood that the jokes we made about New York cab drivers were unfounded and their cab drivers are among the most civil people um (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, so I, and Helen and Hunt and I were very on the same page. We both really were very happy to leave it alone, not go back. And then when 
I guess it's almost three years ago when all these reboots were starting to come. There weren't that many. There were a couple of reboots, and people were asking us. And so we said, no, and I don't want to. And then we kept thinking about it, and we said, well, it might be fun. The only, I mean, the fun, the first thing was like it would be fun for us to work together. We really were looking forward to that. But we didn't know why we would do it. They like, it's not, you're not going to go back and pretend you're newlywed. So what, and then we realized it was actually, um, what was happening in my life? Because as I've told you before, I'm not smart enough to make anything up. So I just have to type up what's <laughs> happening. And uh, my son was leaving for college. And, and I'd always heard those words, empty nest, but I didn't know what it means. But in, our, in reality, when the, the kids are gone, you know, all your energy is on the children. And then they leave and now it's, oh, it's you. Which is really where the pilot started in 92. It's like, oh, the doors are closed. No more friends, no more caterers and wedding parties. It's... Oh, it's us two. So we thought, oh, well, this is a really interesting place. How do you find yourself? Because at this point, you're not the same. You don't go back to where you were. You're not 27. You don't have your life ahead of you. A lot of your plans didn't materialize. It's Life is different. And we thought, that's a really rich place to write from. And they've been great. We're, we're shooting our sixth right now, as soon as I get out of here. Uh, sixth, uh, we're doing 12 episodes. They're wild. They're really good. I'm really proud of them. And the crazy thing was how easy it was. Not easy, but how naturally we all fell right into it. It felt like we had maybe taken a weekend off. We yeah. just, it, it was, is everybody back? And yeah, Ann Ramsey is a sister, Richard Kind. You got Panko? And Johnny Panko, of course. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, the dog, not so much. Oh, but we got a new dog. Uh, boy, do people love a dog. <laughs> the network goes, can we have a little more story on the dog? I went, you're kidding, right? What story would you like? He took a dump on this curb? Right. Well, you know, what, what story do you imagine would happen? Um, yeah, and it's really, it's really fun. I don't know how we used to do 23, 24 a year. That's, it's, that's actual work. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. I mean, it's just, it's just exhausting. I, I don't mean it's not complaining, because they're great, and we're lucky to be able to do this, you know, something that we all love. But it is very, it's very labor-intensive, especially the way we do it, because we're, we're all doing, we're doing it together. It's Helen Hunt and Peter Tolan is our head writer, who's brilliant. And the three of us are really just sitting, in, and everything is going through the three of us. So um, there's a lot of decisions and a lot of, but they've all come out great and there's a lot of love and and, uh, and uh, care going into these shows. It'll be out November 20th on Al Jazeera. No, that's not true. <laughs> on Spectrum, Spectrum Originals. Chicago, specifically, does not have Spectrum. And right. people say, how do we watch that? You gotta go to my, come to my house. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, and it's really unfortunate, because I don't even have the answer yet, but there will be shortly, We can hopefully shortly, there's gonna be a second platform, maybe Netflix or iTunes or Amazon or something like that. Um, so like shortly after they drop mm -hmm. on Spectrum, they will be available elsewhere. But uh, Are they dropping all at once on Spectrum? Six is, and six. Oh, okay. Uh, six uh, right before Thanksgiving, six right before Christmas. And, uh, and they keep saying, can we do a holiday show? I go, you know, you're going to hate yourself in March. <laughs> you're going to say, it's March, it's June, and we're watching a Christmas tree. I said, <laughs> Carl Reiner was very smart about that. When he always talked about the Dick Van Dyke show, they, he knew, don't ever put a topical joke in because in an hour from now, it's gonna be dead. And you just go, yep, he's right. Yeah. Take so, out a reference, we have a reference to this guy or that guy, nope, nobody will know who he is in a year. But not to that end, you made a Trump writing a check joke. Well, that one paid off, and I, 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 I wish it hadn't, but uh, yes. Well, look, I've said it before, I was saying, I'm gonna give him one more year, and then I think, uh, I'm gonna come around on this guy. He seems to be, he seems to be figuring it out. This I mean, week seems to be very he's, sane. He's, seems he's to be very sane. starting to get week. a handle on the job. And, oh. <laughs> 
If you take everybody, you take your yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just take your 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 worst case scenario, and you go, wow, even 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 worse, even worse, <laughs> even worse. Yeah, because I actually had that thought. I was like, New York. I said, he doesn't care about all the things he's talking about. He don't care about him. He's just gonna say, yeah, just you know, let me let me make some money. Let me open a hotel in every city, and I'll be happy. Leave him alone. Let him play. Didn't uh, didn't turn out. Didn't go that way. No. Uh, back to your kids being out of the house. Uh, did you guys sob like crazy? Like a little baby. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and that was the first episode of Mad About You was, that we're doing is, was that. We dropped the kid off at college five blocks away. He's going to NYU. <laughs> and, uh, but it was torture. And, uh, of course, and in my life, you know, we got I, I, that moment, and I had been dreading it. We, my son's on the East Coast, and we, we spent the weekend, and we dropped him off. And then, you know, there's a point where he's going, looking at his watch. Dad, Mom, I think you got to go to the, meet the, uh, the dorm Dorm is having a little meeting. You don't want to. And then I just get in the car and I'm oh, weeping dude. and my wife's going, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> really? <laughs> just drive away. Just at least drive away. Don't, he doesn't need to see you crying like a little baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, uh, it's tough because that's, you know, you're doing all your energy is in that. And, you're just, and it doesn't stop. I mean, now you're just worrying long distance. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to go, you know, I'll text him. Put on a jacket. He goes, how do you know I don't have one? <laughs> I don't, but maybe you don't. In case you don't. In case you don't, put one on. Put one on. Uh, all right, you got to scram. You got to... Uh... Don't tell me what I have to do. I do. I'm going to go. Thank you for yeah. moving. These, I don't know if people appreciate that you guys came in early. The crack of 9.30. People are, <laughs> we, we were here Farmers are just going to bed. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I have a quick Matt about oh, you. Is Matt Lisa you. Kudrow going to be on? Oh, that is... A, yes. Go ahead. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know if it was going to be a surprise. I don't want to spoil anything. But you're saying maybe. Let it be a surprise. Yeah, great. But it sounds like it's going to happen. So no, it's not surprising. <laughs> how, how much would it be worth to you? Would, would uh, you watch for that? I've got uh, I got some poker chips here. Would you Would you watch specifically? If If I'm going to watch either way. But, either way. Okay. But, uh, but my daughter, who has not watched Mad About You, but has watched Friends, she's 11. How do you uh, explain that? <laughs> that she hasn't watched Mad About You. Uh-huh. I can't explain. A lot of I, people I can only apologize. Let me ask you this: A lot of the cast of Friends been in here. <laughs> Three, four times? Not, unfortunately. No. <laughs> no. But I have. Yeah. And yet your daughter said, yeah, I know. fuck them. I'm going to watch well, the other she's one. working her way. You know, she'll, she'll, you know, she's got to do all the, all the 90s. Uh, but it's interesting that while I'm getting ready to leave, you got to stick me in the back like that. <laughs> I didn't mean well, to sit go Sit there down quietly for an hour and then boom. <laughs> I'll even side with Paul on this. Uh, Matthew Perry's uh, character is up there uh, uh, for our charity event. No show. Yeah, he didn't show up. Didn't show up. So to your point, Matt, I yeah. didn't show up, but I didn't tell you I was. See, I said a little better somehow. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I will try and do that sometime. Hey, thank you for uh, for squeezing me in. Uh, you're not going to come to my show this Saturday at the Thousand Oaks. I cannot. I would because you're in Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What but everybody else. Unless you're a friend of mine, stop coming. <laughs> if you're a friend of mine, yeah. we're covered. I got enough cousins. All right, and then uh, the great Vance Gilbert. Great Vance go Gilbert. For that reason alone. That's so wild that, that you that uh, that you know him and actually danced at your wedding to his music. To his, to his what was the song? High Rise is wow. the name of it. It is. It's. Uh, was it High it. Riser? Maybe. No. <laughs> it has nothing to do. Oh, with I just it's coincidental. Um, all right, let's take another break. Uh, yeah. We say goodbye to Paul. We'll See come you, back for some more. Bye, yeah. Paul. Thank you, everybody. Back. Thank you. Bye. We'll be right back. 
Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Paul Reiser is on Twitter at Paul Reiser, and he's also at the Thousand Oaks uh, Performing Arts Center or Civic Center. I forget what it's called. October 26th with Vance Gilbert. Uh, it's a great show uh, any way you slice it. And if you're in anywhere near Los Angeles, you can get to Thousand Oaks. Just take the 101 North, or is it? Yeah, it's North. Uh, north from LA. And uh, that's going to be awesome. October 26th. Enjoy. Uh, I'm sure you can find out how to get tickets if you just go to his Twitter page at Paul Reiser. And don't forget to watch the new season of mad about you very exciting that it's coming back after all these years november 20th is when it drops on spectrum cable uh on demand uh or however that works i think it's just in their on-demand menu and then later if you uh don't have spectrum you'll be able to find it on a platform to be disclosed at a later date jimmy pardo is at uh, penguins in cedar rapids iowa this weekend the 25th and 26th of october then he's going to be in San Diego at the American Comedy Company on November 10th. Never Not Funny is live in Minneapolis. Acme in Minneapolis matinee show on uh, November 16th. And then the next day, Zany's Rosemont. That's Chicago. Uh, the 17th of November, also a matinee show. And finally, the Monday before Thanksgiving, Vitello's in Studio City. That's November 25th, 8 p.m. show. Go to NeverNotFunny.com and click the tour link if you want to buy tickets to any of those shows. For Jimmy's dates, go to JimmyPardo.com. Click his tour link and enjoy. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2511. We thank Paul Reiser for stopping by and uh, fitting in a little, uh, give, me, give us a full hour, maybe a little less than an hour, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, more than I anticipated. So uh, we appreciate Paul swinging by and uh, 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 taking time away from his 4,000 projects he has going on. Yeah. Including, for what I understand, he's going to be out in Thousand Oaks, he said. <laughs> <laughs> which I would go, because I mean, that's the truth. I mean, Vance Gilbert and Paul Reiser on the same show? That's a good yeah. one. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You saw the way he offered everybody free tickets. So, uh, you, <laughs> you, got, you guys should go. He doesn't want people, he doesn't want it comps. He doesn't care. He wants people to come and pay. Yeah. yeah. Very it. intimate setting. Yeah. Uh, 400, that's a great size venue, too. Like Everything mm-hmm. about it is great. If I was in town, I'd go. The fact that you three are not is infuriating me. You don't know what I'm going to do. I know you're not doing that. I'm keeping it close to my vest. I know know you're not doing that. I've Uh, never seen you wear a vest, Matt. Jesus Christ, you look awful in a vest. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was aimed at me. I didn't know that that's where that sentence was going. I don't think anybody looks good in a vest. You know, that's not true. Some people look great in a vest. Paul Poundstone, for one. Uh, the guy who played yeah. Ellen DeGeneres looked good in a vest. Mm-hmm. She had a headshot. Dwayne Wayne on a different world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think flip up sunglasses in the vest. Do you know that I used to wear vests on stage on the reg? No, that was I would wear. I'm not kidding you. An extra large T-shirt. This was you know mid you know early yes. 90s where yes. you know, big and blousy was the way. Yeah, but it was an extra large T-shirt. And by the way, I was wearing that because it so it would fit around my stomach because mm-hmm. I was you know much heavier. Mm-hmm. So an extra large. Uh, t-shirt with then a vest over it and then uh, sometimes not the t-shirt sometimes a shirt with then a bolo tie um, that's something special so 1992 I wish that had been your first headshot I would love oh. to see a picture of that I'm sure I photographed something somewhere but it was uh, and it would be like you know the, the vest would be very you know, paisley right. and very busy <laughs> yeah yeah and uh <laughs> So extra large T-shirt, small size vest, <laughs> a smaller vest, yes, tight like tightens it all up. Oh, nice I, I, shirts billowing out from every. It had to look, it, it look clownish. Yeah. It had to look, and there's no doubt that I had the big pleated billowy pants. Yeah, we yeah. all, everybody wore that. That's the only pants that were available in yep. 1990. Oh, couldn't buy, you couldn't buy tight <laughs> pants in 1990. Uh, I remember we we were doing a charity event. Uh, Steve Ayat booked it, uh, and it was me and Steve and I. Think I think Ted Norkey and John F. Connell were the other two comics. And 
we all were wearing vests it was the mm -hmm. thing and, and steve goes what am i the only asshole without a vest like when we all like yeah. came out of the dressing rooms <laughs> and um and, and but we had, yeah we had, it was at a theater so we had dressing rooms and we all thought that was the coolest thing yeah. so we all used them did you guys uh sing around a trash can after the show yeah of course <laughs> yeah we did do up sure. did the song right from uh, rocky take it back do 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 what take it back uh, hey, some exciting things to announce uh, that uh, we didn't get to at the top of the show. Mm. Uh, starting November 5th mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash never not funny. Uh, I got a brand new web series called Jimmy's Records and Tapes. What this will be is uh, anywhere between seven and 12 minutes each week. It'll be me taking you down a uh, journey down memory lane year by year, starting at 75, going to 95, using my record collection, uh, using uh, 45s uh, and LPs. And stories about how those albums uh, impacted my life and uh, what they meant to me and uh, also what was going on maybe in the world at that time. And uh, we've already shot a bunch of them. Yeah. And uh, if not all of them I, at, at this point. Uh, and so uh, please check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. If you enjoy this show, uh, you know, it's not the laugh a minute this show is. Uh, it's also it's a different format. Yeah. It's not just uh, never not funny video. It's a uh, it's a YouTube show and uh i i think it works great it's uh, uh you know elliot and i were here obviously uh helping you make them and uh and i'm really excited about it because i think garen was in the fucking wind wasn't he matt i just stepped on your compliment i well I, that's all right i wasn't my it wasn't heartfelt really, it wasn't serious <laughs> What's that? You gotta find your place. Oh. <laughs> at the right time. Yeah, even wow. even you doing that wasn't the right place. <laughs> yeah, it was. I realized the, the perfect. In some ways, that made it the perfect joke. Yes, uh, the fact that he interrupted you to do that joke. By the way, are you wearing your Lazy Queen T-shirt right now? I am. You are, which I love. That was that was Abbott Scalding's drawing was yes. that shirt over a Lazy Queen, and yeah. he's wearing the costume from yeah. the cartoon. Love it. Good for you, Karen. Congratulations. Uh, anyway, you were saying you're yeah, proud of it. You think it's great. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, terrific. It's, you're lucky to be working with me. It's I was more. It's more to say it's written is sounds weird, but it's 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 not as it's not off the cuff conversation like Never Enough Funny is. It's really it, it, it reminds me more of something you would see on VH1, maybe a little less uh, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, there's not like 50 different people chiming in with a million clips, but it, it does feel more like a, a talking head type uh exploration of uh music and your childhood which is fun yeah it's fun and uh and, and if i may it's it's also like i don't think any of these stories have been in full in never not funny these are stories you yeah. haven't heard before and nobody's interrupting <laughs> and point. i'll tell you what i've never enjoyed shooting something more in this room than i did uh, that day I uh, I just want to know why you've been holding out for 13 years on all these stories. Cause I told a lot of stories in season one, and the, yeah. the, the the show changed somewhat. And again, I can't get three sentences in without one of you three assholes interrupting me. So why would I bring any table any stories to the table? I'm saving it for the big movie of my life that somebody will pop that Paul Rudd will play. Mm -hmm. That and I say Paul Rudd will play because Hollywood's not going to have me uh, play myself. I'm not Joan Rivers and her daughter, right? Also, my story's not interesting. It will not be made into a movie. The great thing about Paul Rudd is he can play you from age 16 to 50. <laughs> it, uh, it'd be like that guy in that HBO. Uh, oh, what the hell? I, I, I'm sorry that I can't remember about the Central Park Five. Oh, uh, oh when, they when they see us. When they see us. The one guy, one of the actors played him from childhood to adult. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that won the Academy Award. Right. Uh, not the Academy the Award. Yeah. Uh, and he was phenomenal and deserved it. Deserved it. Uh, 
I think, and I'm very serious, I will have to, because I do think a movie should be made in my life. Yeah. I will need to murder somebody for that to happen. So mm. that there's a plot. So, so there's a plot. Something. So there's a reason. Like, yeah. holy shit, that, that comic snapped and killed somebody. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it really for the greater good. Sure. That's and I'll kill the right person. I mean, I'm going to kill. Kill someone bad. It's, it's going to be vigilante style. I'm not right. just going to kill willy nilly. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm going after somebody. I, I mean, but does does that include people who interrupt you? I don't know how because I don't. Well, it depends how long that lasts. Because uh-huh. someone, some could say that would be justice. No, that no. <laughs> this would be real justice. Uh-huh. This would be uh, Buford T. Justice. Mm-hmm. That was that the was that uh, yeah the character in uh, Smokey the Maddot? It certainly was. Was it Buford T? Buford T. The great Jack Gleason. Boy, I wish I could pull a quote from that because that would be great. When I get home, I'm gonna punch your mama right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way you come from these loins. <laughs> He's got so many great lines in that movie. It made, yeah. it made me like Jackie Gleason. I, yeah. I was never a big Jackie Gleason fan, but that movie made me then go back and appreciate the Honeymooners more. And that movie you did with Tom Hanks, where it's not really a comedy, uh, nothing in common. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a great movie. I know I've yeah. brought that up before on the sure. show, but uh, just try wait when you're 12 years old and you're like, oh, Tom Hanks is funny, and then you go see that movie. Right. That's a Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason, two, two right great comedic actors. But as a kid, I didn't care about Jackie Gleason. Right. I was just like, Tom Hanks is so great. And just imagine I, how many people were first disappointed and then <laughs> sobbing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was like Robin Williams in The Awakenings. Like everybody mm-hmm. went to that for some reason. They, you know, even though he had done drama, they were like. Some reason they're like, "Oh, Robin's back!" It's yeah. you know, and, and then it's like, "No, you you're gonna sob at the end of this movie." Well, he's mm-hmm. so good in that movie, in The Awakenings. Robin Williams. I think uh, it's just Awakenings. It's just Awakenings. Oh, it is. I, well, I call it The Awakenings. I let it go. I let it slide once, but twice. It's, it's, it's just, just Awakenings. It's just Awakenings. Very good. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like Eagles. <laughs> and Eurythmics. <laughs> yeah. Awakening. Is it with an S at least? Awakenings. Yeah. All right. There's more than one Awakening. Well, I saw I saw the Awakenings, so I, I, maybe maybe it's good in your movie too. But mm-hmm. oh, that was with Robert Williams. That's why you're confused. You might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't oh, yeah. no way you come from comedy. Oh, oh, that hit him in the gut. Yeah, that's early. That's early hurt. That's early yeah. hurt for Elliot Hochberg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go around the horn very quickly. Let's check in with everybody. Let's check in with Garen Cockley. He's over there at the Pop Culture Museum Info Desk. Uh, now, Garen, I don't want to uh, get into too much with you because, uh, you know, uh, uh, life is what it is. Um, everything going okay? Everything yeah. all right with you? Yeah. You had a, you had a celebrity sighting oh, yeah, yeah, last yeah, week yeah, yeah. that we never got to. Mm. So uh, let's uh, hear some music and then let's play that game. By the way, that that Stone Temple Pilots song is now in a commercial. Yes. And uh, it's great when that comes on. And I just go, yeah, seeing famous people is cool. (laughs) But it's not that part of the song. So it kind of sneaks up on you. You hear a different part of it. And then at the very end of the ad, you start hearing. And uh, makes me smile. Did you see John Oliver last week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where he did his uh, Eddie Vedder impression. (laughs) Oh, God. That was great. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, whenever they, I, I'll say this, and I love that show. I think that show is a is a is a ten, and at its worst, it's a nine point nine. But whenever they do those little sketches at the end, it it, it just yeah. like the show is there, and then it just kind of drops off a yeah. cliff. Yep. I would rather I would rather have five more minutes of, of the hard work that they've because been you know doing. what the sketch always is. The sketch is always 
here's a sketch version of what we just did jokes about. Like, so yeah, we're just I seeing that's the problem. You're seeing callbacks, there's nothing, but with a wig. Yeah, there's nothing surprising. Yeah, or, there's nothing surprising. They should they should save those five minutes up and then do the big stunt like they did a, a couple seasons where they would have like something on a football field and something explodes. Or yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I really but that. Show, I mean, that. but again, at worst, that shows a nine point nine. Oh yeah, it is phenomenal. Yeah, I forget what the thing at the end was. Oh, is it like the some, weatherman? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, I like that. I didn't understand how they got so quickly him in that way. Yeah, I guess they just because they're not. It's not actually live. But it is live, isn't it? I don't. I think, thought it was live for the East Coast. No, I don't no, think so. I, don't I think, think so. they. I think they tape it at like you know in the middle of the afternoon oh, okay. or something. Well, that's. Well, then there's yeah. your answer. Yeah. But, but they always. But he always. It's interesting that it's not live, and I guess I thought it was live until this very conversation because. Mm-hmm. Like he'll talk over applause breaks because he doesn't want it to go long. Right. Yeah. Like there's times mm. where he should wait for applause breaks yeah. and he doesn't. I, I always thought that was just more of a he does that at the beginning of the show because frankly, let's get on with the show. Like you don't need to have the whooping and the crazy. Oh, right, of course. But I'm, I'm talking about what he does. A yeah. joke that is getting a bigger laugh than maybe they expected or an applause break right. it, it acts as if that's not happening. Yeah, no, it's weird. Maybe they want it to be like uh, basically live to tape. But yeah. then whenever they, there needs to be an edit, they do it. Can't answer that, and I won't answer Well, it. we should have asked Josh Gondelman, but uh, well, those that. days are over. He's never coming back on the show. No, <laughs> Is Jimmy being serious? Is, uh, did he have a falling out with Josh? They're still friends on Twitter. Everything's a joke, you assholes. I mean, but <laughs> he knows what he did. Yeah, I mean, you know it and I know it, and one day he'll figure it out. I mean, he knows it, too. And one day we'll go public. I'm just tired of hearing people say he's the nicest guy. You should know how mean Josh Gondelman is. That that the public needs to know. No question about that, he's brother. A, he is a sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so unfair. You know, one dummy's going to believe you. Hey, Josh, what do you think? Like when they started that fight with us and Adam Carolla. Hey, Adam, what do you think about Jimmy Pardo calling you out? Thank God Adam Carolla's smart. He goes, he's probably doing a bit. Yeah. You know, he's not starting to fight you idiots. <laughs> um, all right. All right. So, Garen, you saw, was that your work? Yes. This person was shopping for a book, maybe a long play, maybe an LP. Did not purchase an LP. Did they, did they purchase a book? Yes. Or a map? For a child. <laughs> or a greeting card. They, uh, a book for a child. A book for a child. Yeah. The child was the child with them. Yes, the child was with them. The, the, the child was... Yeah. Oh, try. boy. Sorry. The child was holding the book. <laughs> so this is a, a man? Yes. This is okay. a gentleman. This is a father and son out buying... Uh, was the mother there as well? No. Just father, son. Father, son. Was it, a, it was a son. And this son was under 10 years old? Yes. Okay. All right. And is this... Or close to it. Probably maybe 10. Okay. Is this an actor? Yes. This is a gentleman who we know from acting. Has he done other activities? Uh, Hosting, so to say. Uh, I don't believe he's hosted. Does he have an album Comedy. Out? He does not. I don't think he has. He may... No. He's on an album. As a musician? As a singer. But he's not... I don't think he has any solo album work. This is is it David Diggs? He doesn't have kids, but do I? Does he? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this, this seems like out of left field, but is it the Shat? William Shatner? No, you guys would got a text over Shatner. Yeah. Uh, we also, I probably we would never s- want the Shat set. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. I hated the guess. It was a terrible guess. Does, does Shatner have a ten-year-old child? Who know, who knows with that guy? I, I guess he yeah. could. He could. could. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly don't. So maybe not. I don't yeah, I remember Tony Randall had a kid when he was you know, and, and I don't yeah, see William Shatner is. <laughs> that's the when Harry met Sally joke. Oh, was that uh, right? was a, you know, Chaplin had kids when he was 80. Yeah, but he couldn't pick them up. Oh, that's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't see William Shatner as not having kids. Like he, I, I don't nothing... see him buying books. <laughs> oh. I don't see him shopping with his children. Yeah, right? maybe that's true. Yeah, yeah. He puts up all cap and glasses on. 
<laughs> goes out there, sabotages. I, uh, I, I'm, what I meant really is I don't see him spending time with his children. What <laughs> uh, child? He literally sings that, wants an answer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so is this person on a show that's currently on television? I, I believe he is on a show that is currently on the air. And is he a more television actor than movie actor? Yes. Com- right. Comedy? And yes, Matt has asked comedy now twice that you've avoided the... Oh, I, I did not hear you the first time. Uh, I He's mainly known for drama. Okay. Dramas. Got it. Drama on television. Yeah. Drama is it Vincent D'Onofrio? No. He's a good singer. <laughs> what a weird guess. No, he's a, he's a known for dramas. And, yeah. uh, he's got a beautiful so singing random. voice. He like, is what currently on a drama show. Yes, right now. He's currently on a drama on, show. On a network drama? Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't know. So ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, one of the, uh, one of the big four. I did not say that. Or it's the CW. Yes. Oh, he's on, oh, the C- come on. He's on a w. drama on the CW. Was he on Riverdale? No. Is it the ghost of Luke Perry? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's on. I don't know what's on the CW. I don't either. Well, then don't think about all that. Those, all those. Is it a DC thing? No. No, that wouldn't be a. But we know this guy before this show. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Has he been on our show? No. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure why. I think oh. you'd make a good guest. Really? But we don't know him. You don't know him. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. We may all have a connection to him. What now? Some way. Is he married to somebody we know? He, no longer married to somebody that we all know of, at least. Yes. Okay. I believe, Jimmy, you've met this her. I believe so. Okay. Uh, is it Will Arnett? No. Oh, that's a good guess. But I've met this woman. I think you have. At like at Conan or like in the in a social setting. Is she famous? Yes, more famous than him. Boy, that's tough. Is it uh, Tay Diggs? It is Tay Diggs. Oh Tay yeah! Diggs. Wow, good pick, man. Yeah, Very nice. the clues were good. Mm. Were they? <laughs> yes, he's a singer, but he doesn't have his own album. Yeah. Uh, I met her. She's more famous than him. Yeah. Uh, he likes to shop. She doesn't. <laughs> like I, these were all. Gra- I think they were was, great. Cl- they were great. I got it. So they I were think great he clues. Follows us all on Twitter. It's the connection. Uh, <laughs> we uh, all have. And I wanted to say something like, "Hey, you follow me on Twitter," but it, it didn't have time. Oh, you should have said very, that. He would have got a nice good. charge out of that. He was super nice. I don't really agree nice. that he'd be a great guest. You think so? I don't think I so. I think he's got a lot of cool stories he can tell. You think so? Yeah. He's very charming. He's very mm-hmm. nice. That's true. Talk rent. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I don't. Why, 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 I don't even know why I said that out loud. Yeah. I stuck my feet in the ocean with him once. What? I think I probably told that story. You, yeah. I. Uh, we were. Is that why I started Rogers? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you said. I, you, you, said know, you, didn't, you know why you didn't know what I said? Because somebody spoke over me. <laughs> I had a really funny joke that you didn't. got. You didn't. See, I think that's the big problem here. You don't know how to rank what you're saying comedically. What he knows. He knows a clunker's coming. <laughs> I just delivered anyway. He just delivers anyway. You go. Here it comes. Here's the one that's going to put me over the top. Is that a reference to the upcoming Mr. Rogers movie that <laughs> no, no one's seen? No, Mr. Rogers very famously... Washed him, oh, yes, his he feet, did. and the black guy's feet in one tub. Or you whatever. know what? Very... Oh, I right. need to apologize to you. That. That's a great joke. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That is a really great joke. It would have been yeah. better if I didn't have to explain it. Yeah, that's but, a great joke. That's a good. Yeah. That's I always think my, that's true. My, I, I was only seeing red when I heard your voice <laughs> to, to hear the joke. That's uh, a good piece of business. Anyway, so much so I wish I would have said it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. You know what? Let's. Take some money away from him so we can get insurance. That's, he deserves it after let's that do joke. It. Okay. Right? Yeah. Let's stop paying him as much as we do. I'll send you a bill. And by the way, if what we're paying him pushes him over, what's that threshold? I know. 
Well, but I, he's I, also getting the money. For, he's big, making money at his actual job. I literally think it's it's dollars, maybe like fifty bucks. But we'll stop paying you fifty dollars. Oh. We'll just pay you next year. Like we'll just hold off. You know what I mean? Tell us, in all seriousness, Garen. We'll talk about this off the air. Yeah. Tell us what you need us to do, and we'll do it. We'll figure it out. Because the insurance, getting insurance, is more important than the seventy bucks from here. There, yes. And there might be other things that we can help you figure out to do, too, because, you know, there's... What are you talking You don't know how to get a car. How are you going to help? <laughs> the smartest I guy. do need that. As a reminder. The smartest guy in the room. As a reminder. Uh, all right. You were going to say uh, something about splashing around with Tim? Uh, we, uh, we were at the beach uh, in Santa Monica and um, with the kids, and, and Tay Diggs and Adina Menzel were there. They were still together at that point, I think. Happier your times, I meant. They were, yeah. And so, could you sense tension though? I think so. Mm-hmm. I do actually do think they broke up not long after that. Uh, I think I told the story when it happened, so you might well, uh, tell it again. I don't remember it. I'm just saying, if if a a really sharp listener or someone who's heard that episode uh, happened to hear it recently, maybe knows when that was. Give us, send us, drop us a line. <laughs> like to know the timeline on this. Give us a call. 501 Rock, 501 Roll. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe I could figure it out based on the fact that I think it was a party for Zoe when she was finishing preschool. All of her classmates, <coughs> we all went to this beach together. Anyway, I took her down to the water. Tay Diggs took his son down to the water. And uh, yeah, we were, they were, we were standing there uh, watching our kids splash around in the water. Did, did you speak at all? No. No, you're scared to. Oh, what do you say? I don't know what to say. There he is. <laughs> What's up, Tay? Yeah. He's handsome. He is very handsome. Strikingly handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, up, up, that was episode 1505. Okay. From September 4th, 2014, where you told that. Oh, no. First told in episode 1222. Oh, but it's the third showing of this story? Is this on Never Not Knows? Yeah. 1222. So that's... uh thirteen. Is that when it was? 2013. So that was six years ago, roughly. So Zoe would have been... Five uh, years old. Yeah, that that, that, that timeline works yeah. for me anyway. I can't remember if it works for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll roll with it. Seems to be okay for me. Uh, well, great job, Garen. Great job with seeing celebrity sightings. <laughs> <laughs> great job seeing somebody. I'm sure he tried to say something, Garen, but Garen just talked over it. Uh, all right, let's check in quickly with the uh, Plastic Nub. That's Elliot Hoper from Radio Village. Uh, we'll talk more, of course, next episode, but right. uh, everything going well over in Palms? Yeah. I, I threw your name around, by the way. When you I, did. Uh, what happened? Uh, <laughs> I got a meeting with a gentleman. Okay. Uh, at the... Uh, at the lodge. Oh, very good. I threw your name around and your title. So uh, that well, that, that probably met a blank stare because there's no way that I've ever met that person before. I'm well aware of that, but I wanted him <laughs> to know that the guy on the business, ah, very the good. business person at the neighborhood council, recommended his place ah, for rental. Excellent. Well, then thank you. I Thinking guess that's the response. A first of all, let him know that there is a neighborhood council. I like that. And B that uh, you know I'm not just uh, cold calling. There's Great. a reason why I'm contacting. And how did and that maybe go? he will try to. You take care of me, so then then I report back to the neighborhood council, and then uh, I don't know. My meeting is uh, coming up. Very good. Well, yeah. Then I can only say thank you. Uh, thank you. A, he's got an interesting name that I will not say out loud. All right. Uh, but okay. I was uh, for some reason jarred by the name when I saw it in my emails come back mm. to me. Was it Dick Hurt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you written him? Yeah. I got I got some plans for that place too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to book it up for the whole year. <laughs> for the same two. Oh, yeah. I'm just taking I'm blocking it out just in case. Jesus, what a prick move that would be. <laughs> Expensive prick move. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. You know, throwing your name around might give me a discount. I mean, with all this money I'm saving not paying Darren, I got to do something with it. <laughs> uh, that's true and accurate. <laughs> 
I mean, this is this is win-win, man. We pay him less. We don't feel guilty anymore about what we are paying him. Mm-hmm. He gets his insurance, right? We're helping him. We're yeah, paying him more. Mm-hmm. Right? This is great. You're welcome, Garen. <laughs> can only say thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good for you, man. Turns out you could barely even say that. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah, sure. He hot in emotion. Que sera, wait, wait, que sera, que sera. That's Lisa, Lisa and Cult Jam. Featuring? Full Force. <laughs> and? And? Wasn't there one more? I don't Isn't think so. Featuring Full Force. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Well, listen, we did it. We did. Success. Right? We got to check in with the guys a little bit after Mr. Riser uh, mm-hmm. came. Uh, we got to talk about Jimmy's records and tapes, so do check out. There it could be some sort of a trailer for that, right, Elliot? Uh, yes, sir. That'll be up Should soon. be up now, right? Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, go to youtube.com slash never not funny and uh, check it out. You can also find clips of our episodes up there. Uh, fun stuff right. to if share. You, if you're not a Players Club member, you get to see those video clips and kind of see what you're missing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get to see how much more uh, how much more fun it is if you get to see the dumb expressions on our faces Yeah. Mm-hmm. while we do this. Uh, all right. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beats, looking over there, there's Garen Cockrell behind Video Village. That's Elliot Hoper behind the dashboard. That's the Honcho Matt Belknap. I'm Jimmy Pardo. On behalf of Paul Reiser, we appreciate him stopping by. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.